You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Count Out provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Count Out Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show that goes practically head to head with Monday Night Raw. That's right. There are no other programs that go head to head with Monday Night Raw. It's only us. Nope. It's Ring Post Radio Nights. I didn't get myself a glass of wine. Let me see if I can text Jesse and see if I can get her a glass of wine for me. <laughs> um, I'm your host, Ryan Nightsey, the man with the most, uh, or at the very least, right now, the least uh, red wine. Uh, and with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend, Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just dandy. Um, this is nice. I didn't have to, you know, like force myself to be awake for a show after a stardom show. So I'm feeling fresh. Yep. Feeling good. I worked a full day today and I feel more fresh than I would at 9 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. Think about that for a second. Um, kind of sad to think about, but <laughs> Well, I'm here. It's good to feel refreshed after a chat. Yeah. Well, that was a few hours ago now, so I've since had dinner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lived life. Yeah. Now I'm here. So here for the next two hours with all of you. Yeah, baby. We got a not a jam packed show, but we got a you know we got some WWE talk, and then we got a bunch of Japanese wrestling talk. I think it's literally our lead topic is WWE and the rest of our discussion is Japanese wrestling. That's all we got in the As God intended. As the show <laughs> is built to be uh freaking freaking, you know, goddamn Japanese wrestling baby. Uh a lot of stuff happening in Japan seemingly. So we're going to we're going to talk about it. We're going to discuss it. Tournament season baby. Tournament season's practically around the corner um and we're gonna get into it um i guess gotta do the news though gotta do the news though i gotta I just yeah gotta, you just gonna rip the bandage off you so yeah you tweeted out that this was a news bit i didn't write it down but uh yeah you want to talk about this news it has to be a news bit because the only show that i'm talking on today so it has to be a news bit i recorded a whole show yesterday saying oh you know what the trip's probably nothing because remember me and shirakawa took a trip and, you know, she didn't actually took a trip. She was just healing from injury. But Utami Hayashida was not lying when she said she was taking a trip. She is coming to America, and she's going to do it in GCW. 
I I like excuse. I, like, I, think, I think I I think I choked when I saw <laughs> the thing. I was like, <laughs> what? And not just GCW, but like this weekend to GCW. Yeah, this weekend, two hours from me. Yeah, in GCW, and I said, "Mind Thank you, you, Jesse. Everyone, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. I looked at this GCW card when they said they were coming back to Hartford, and I said, "That card stinks." So, can you have? Do you have a card for uh, that? Was it the Saturday show? Was the Hartford one? Yeah, it's Nick Gage versus Psycho Clown, Blake Christian versus <laughs> what are you talking Richard about? Holland, dude. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that's that's a match of the ages. That's a match of the aces. That throw oh, yeah. throw Tommy into uh, that one. <laughs> East West Express versus Gringo and Jack. That should be fine. Nin- who, who's Jack? Jack Cartwheel. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, the SAT versus Wasted Youth. Roderick versus John Wayne Murdoch. Roderick yes. Strong? No, like uh, Cole. Cole Radrick. Sorry, whatever. You gave me a heart um, attack. And, I was like, hold and, on, what? And then it just says Effie. So now it includes, of course, this just got announced. So. A little breaking news. If we had a sound for that, that'd be cool, but we don't. Uh, it's Utami Hai Shishida versus Billy Starks, which is, I would say, one of the more predictable but good options. It's one of the options I asked for when this was a reality that I think we all had to deal with. Um, and when I say deal with, I mean this is very specifically. I have to, I have to come around and try to figure out where my brain is at. Yeah. But I have reached the point of reasonability here as to why this is happening. All right. You want to hear why besides like in storyline, how she needs to leave and get better stuff like that, which I'm happy they made a storyline. Please do this because I'm looking at this and it's like, you know, we famously are not necessarily fans of GC in the show ever since Hammerstein. It was a big old poo poo in the, in in New York. Uh, It's just like, we've kind of just hand waved GCW. Why is she in GCW? Of all so people, I, why is the ace of stardom in GCW? So, so mind you, right? Remember that I I made the pitch, or not that I made the pitch, but I um, have talked about as the ace of stardom, the new ace of stardom. You send her out to make new fans. That's first of all my first idea, and I have now pitched in my own brain this so gcw no matter how you and i feel about it is the top independent promotion in the u.s that is just the truth they get the best attendance they run the most they do everything right there right they're the they're the weirdly the wwe of of independent independent wrestling wrestling, in the sense that they're the biggest and i like them the least they are the biggest right they also, outside of, say, Deadlock Pro, who doesn't run all that much, run the most Joshi on their show. Rini Yamashita, Maki Ito, Miyu Yamashita, the list goes on. I would throw in maybe West Coast Pro. As they're in our West Coast up. Pro, but they don't run a lot either, is no, my point. No. GCW runs, runs enough. Two shows a they, week, practically. They have the Joshi connection. So, in my mind, Stardom saying to themselves, what company that is watched by a lot of people, even if it's not you and me, 
on the independent scenes, can we send her to and maybe we can make new fans? And to me, that is GCW because they have Joshi on their show. The other aspect of this is who also wrestles on GCW shows? New Japan Pro Wrestling talent. Zack Sabre Jr. has been on a number of GCW shows recently. Um, I'm Kevin Knight has been on GCW shows. There's a number. Kushida has been on GC. There's a number of talent. Despy from was New just Japan. in the Tournament of Survivor. That's the, that's true. Yeah, that's true. My the point is is that there is a very much broken connection, but a connection nonetheless that I have put together in my head. To make it make sense. Yeah, sure. Deadlock Pro jumps out, obviously. But as far as we know, this hasn't been like this month-long, decade-long plan thing. You know why? Because she's here for two weeks, and then she's got to go back for a three-month tournament. It's not like she's here for the extended Miu Yamashita tour. She's just missing some house shows yeah. of stardom in this little dead break. Now, totally fine, be, totally fair. This could be the beginning of when they have dead periods of cycling wrestlers out to other parts of the world. Once, you know, one or two here and there, that's always a possibility. But overall, that's where I've made the GCW connection because otherwise it's still shocking to me, you know? But, you know, New Japan's not running shows, right? New Japan Strong doesn't run enough shows. They don't run really any shows mm -hmm. to begin with. The last time they did, they did send a stardom talent, which was Momo Kogo. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see. Now, the other part is how will they be booked? Because I feel like how will, I'm hoping. How will Tommy be booked? Is yes. Mm -hmm. Is there a agreement there? If she goes three for three then I'm also going to see why this worked out. Yeah. Because they were willing to play ball and put their, put Utami over. Someone who, if you know who she is, should be going over. Yeah. I, I think fully, I fully believe that she is probably going to lose or win all of her matches. If she was going to lose anything, all, right now, she's not going to lose to Billy Starks. No effing way. Uh, Masha? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, if there was a, if I had to do a maybe anywhere, it would be that. Uh, if they did that match, if Nick Cage, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. You know, like we'll see, we'll see what the other matches are. But you know, right now it's like, oh yeah, no freaking way she's losing her Billy Starks match. Um, yeah, so she has uh, GCW events this Saturday in Hartford. That's against Billy Starks this Sunday, and then the following week Saturday as well, and then she flies back. That does bring up. A question that is on everyone's lips. She will be here for a full week in the States. Can she fly to, I don't know, where is it? Canada. Canada, Canada I think, right? For, for, I uh, think it's Saskatchewan and Regina. Is she available? again to Regina. She is available. Ooh, I'm looking at the, I just went to the AW roster page. Updated graphics. Yeah, it's very pretty. Everybody's hold on, hold on. This is another detour to the quickly to the Ring of Honor roster page. Do we got anything? <laughs> Do we got anything? Do we get okay? No, no, nothing, nothing. No. Uh, no, nothing at all. It's just, I mean, no. 
All right. Okay. So events, AW, is she available? She is available. She has nothing booked on Wednesday for Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. This Wednesday, will she be there? Or actually, rather, the week after is probably where she's going to be. Is she available in Saskatoon? Saskatoon in Canada. Can she make it? I mean, she can. Are you, are you, the question is, where are we putting her, right? Because the current staple match of Dynamite and Collision, women's wise, are the Owen Hart tournament matches. And based off of how they're booking those, mm-hmm. this week is Britt and Ruby. Which was meant to be last uh, week, to be fair. Right. Su- Sunday, Saturday, is Athena and Willow. Next Wednesday, I'm going to guess, is probably Brit and Sky Blue or Ruby and Sky Blue, whichever you prefer. I don't really care. Then the week out, and then uh, what is it? Saturday? Is that one (laughs) day's collision on? (laughs) Saturday is the final because that's the last date in Canada. Yeah. So she's not going to be on Dynamite or Collision. Okay. They're not having two women's matches. Well, so definitely, only... definitely not. Definitely not collision since she'll be working GCW both of those days. Right. So mm-hmm. the only possibilities are Rampage or a dark show or a dark match before the show starts. She will. What? What? So on. Why can't she work uh, Wednesday Dynamite? Because that timing wise will have to be the semifinal of oh you're saying for tv side of the bracket there won't be tv space for her right because the finals are set for saturday the 15th because they're coming back to the u.s Mm -hmm. on the 19th Mm -hmm. the 19th however if she's not going back immediately and she say say she stays 19th is the possibility and do you know where the 19th is fellas boston massachusetts i'm just saying (laughs) i'm just saying a three week three you could do a three week run with uh Utami. You could. You know, have her show up on July fifth this Wednesday, then do something the twelfth. Uh or do a video on the fifth or whatever. Show up on the twelfth. Show up on the nineteenth yeah, in Boston. Ram- rampage is probably your own help at my point. There is no AW. there is no rampage taping. There's only dynamite. There's only a dynamite taping. And rampage taping, I guess. It actually doesn't even so, say because so Edmonton this Wednesday say says dynamite slash rampage. The Saskatoon yeah. dynamite just says dynamite, but there is no rampage taping anywhere else for that week. So it's not like a, a signature day for rampage is, taping, but the dynamite does not say it's also rampage. This is a lot. To, this is a lot to figure out a possibility of how do we get Tommy on the show? She's probably honestly. You want to know my take? She's not going to be on dynamite. There's no way. I don't think she'll be on Dynamite. Because no, even think... even if she was on Dynamite, she would be doing what? Nothing that makes sense. And also, it would, she would show up on Dynamite probably after the New Japan Strong Independence thing because she wouldn't be able to do it this Wednesday if she wanted to do New Japan Strong title match because Willow would be in Japan this Wednesday. Also, Willow's probably not going to be champion anymore. It, now, that's the question. If Willow retains against julia which we'll talk about 
could is it more likely that otami shows up maybe well, willow's fighting athena on on saturday yeah that's so, true like, how many time i don't know. see this is the thing what if you did think, what if you did utami versus athena on a ring of honor show i mean obviously but she can't be on she's already booked for the two saturdays yeah that's why that all the ring of honor hope that i had was out the door within seconds yeah because they <laughs> they tape on collision <laughs> yeah it's impossible unless because their next two collisions are live on like this past week where they did it on a thursday because that would have been a possibility um ultimately it's an interesting strategy that i think definitely gives a possible opening to this happening more mm-hmm. they send one or two talents over and they do some independent dates and then they come back. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. They I'm... could also just be playing to the fact that this is part of the story. And they were like, all right, we'll actually do the tour, show that you're trying to get better. Mm-hmm. And then we'll bring you back. And they were like, all right, who's going to uh, who's gonna pay us to book you? And who's not You know, going to have you lose as well? Maybe that's part of it. So we'll have to wait and see, obviously. Um, I'm hoping that she's not gonna lose many, if any, of her matches. She loses to Masha, she loses to Masha. I get it. It's GCW universe here. Mm-hmm. But uh it's interesting. It's I've given interesting. my reasons as to why. I I my thought to it is that GCW saw the interest, forbidden door interest about Joshi talent, stardom talent in the United States, and they were like let's just book somebody let's just see if we can book somebody and they they were able to book somebody and they have i i don't like i that's why i'm like i don't think it's happening on aew in any capacity i think this is just a gcw run and then she goes back to stardom back to japan for the five star that's what i think is happening but we'll see we'll see what happens there's there's a possibility she's available on wednesdays will it happen he's definitely available will it happen I'm not going to rule it out. It's not impossible. It's not impossible, but it is. It would just have to be dynamite. Collisions out of the question. Yeah. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about money in the bank, uh, because Scotty is putting all of his Utami money in the bank of hope, I guess. Man, my Utami money. (laughs) Ah, right. Uh, yeah money in the bank that was the wwe pay-per-view that took place last saturday um out of london england um i'm not going to do a british accent of course because famously my family cannot do accents so this is a what do you think of this show money in the bank Let's, let's give an overall thought before we talk about i guess the main event and it's accustomed not accustomed uh accompanying card what do you think of that about the show overall it was the ideal wwe fan show (laughs) that actually opens up a lot of conversation that i want to have and that's like looking at like wwe as a whole right now is that it doesn't work for you and I, right? For the most part. Probably more so you than me, because I'm like super down. Um, if I had to project. But like it's obviously working. 
you can make the argument. I think I think WWE has successfully drove off all of their wrestling fans. I think the fans they just have are now sports entertainment fans, and they are growing that audience. They're successfully not a lot, but starting to grow that audience. You can make an argument maybe that they're growing their audience because Monday Night Football and all the other stuff is over and it's the summer, and they're just growing their audience because of that. But they're growing their audience right now. What the like a question I wanted to have is like what about WWE is working for this fan this fan base because whenever I hear people talk about like what's working oh the bloodline storyline it's one of the best storylines ever and they can't explain why I haven't seen an example of like why and I would love if people have a why to write in the chat of why the bloodline storyline is working because I I like from my perspective I don't like any of it but obviously it's working and obviously it's picking up fans. What about it is working? Is do you have any idea any thoughts to that question? Yeah, I do. Um so so I will I will say this as someone who has talked to many many WWE fans um and, and knows the the mindset mm-hmm. at least enough. You're lo- you're locked in. I'm locked in, I guess. Not really, but I'll act like I am. Um, as as we talked about the other day, and I think this plays a lot to the bloodline angle mm-hmm. as a whole, sure. is that what WWE does really well, no matter how you may feel about the product, is make moments. Famously. They do that very well. Yeah, famously. And they what do that the well. bloodline angle is full of is moments you can pinpoint moment moments from all the way back to pretty much the first jay uso roman reigns match mm-hmm. and now that's what they do so well and the story has had a lot of time put into it from fans and from you know the people that work there Mm -hmm. that you can feel that they really do care about it. Now, does everything work for me? No, but do I understand why everything works for the WWE audience? Do I understand why they are just absolutely destroying the ratings in a not in a TV world where TV's dying? They're absolutely killing it. Anytime Roman Reigns walks on television. Yeah. Yeah. I do get it because anytime he's on television, they do something to move the story. Now, is the story have it was pretty much the same from WrestleMania to post backlash, mm-hmm. and nothing changed. Um, you can even go, you can go far back as when Jey Uso and Roman are feuding that the story is similar to that. This is true. Now, Roman Reigns wasn't on TV at all, but when Roman's on TV. They pay attention. They care. They matter. Mm-hmm. Everything matters. And they create moments, like I said. Like yeah. I said, pinpoint. Royal Rumble. Sami Zayn finally turns. Montreal. That entire match and the and the pizzazz of it and all that. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania. Cody and Roman. And really the lead up to that. There was a lot of moments in that. And, of course, you know, mm-hmm. the moment of Roman retaining you have the Roman thousand day celebration. You yep. have Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens finally beating Roman Reigns in some form. You have the Usos turning on 
Roman or Jimmy first, and then finally them. That's a big moment. The crowd loses their mind. That's the one that popped the big rating. And more than anything, a lot of the stuff you just talked about has sort of almost happened at least once once a month, if not bi weekly, weekly. It's pretty much any time Roman shows up, something happens. Uh Um, And now this weekend, which to that point, real quickly. They have they are they have connected the dots to that audience of if yeah. Roman's on TV something something attention. big story wise is happening he's not just showing yeah. up and having a match or whatever something important is happening in in this yes. overarching story that everyone likes. yes and I think most hardcore wrestling fans they don't give a shit that's the truth because most hardcore wrestling fans. They're not there for the promos and story necessarily. Yeah, sure, they'll be there for some promos, but they're not there for that. They're there for the wrestling with that. I I WWE love I love a good MJF promo, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm there to see. I rather see him wrestle. I'm, yeah, I'm rather I'm 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 there to see the main event of AEW. And I think that's a big telling point too. You'll talk to people, and this this is very this is a very fun conversation that I have with some WWE fans. They don't see MJF being the guy, which is very funny because a lot of AEW fans no longer see MJF being the guy because of his promos. Mm. And if WWE fans are judging just based off that, they don't care about the wrestling matches. AEW is in the same spot, so it's almost like. In the end, these hardcore wrestling fans do care about the promos. Yeah, of course. And the story. They just don't deep like that's not why they're here. At the end of the day, they're still gonna be here for the Kenny Omega versus Wheeler Yuta match on Dynamite this week. They're still gonna be here for Vikingo showing up, right? They're still gonna be here for all that. Yeah. The WWE fan, they're gonna be here for every moment Roman Reigns is on TV, every little step of this, because it's a story that continues to go. It may take a long freaking time aka an entire month before anything moves on in this story but they're going to be there because they know it's going to come back eventually that's also the point there is that like a lot of the 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 elements are similar like you know it might take a long time long-term storytelling you know that that two sides of the same coin oh this is taking forever or some people might see this if they like it as long-term storytelling uh it's not you know they tell the stories differently it's like this is the analogy i came off at dinner and maybe i was hungry and waiting for my food but this is what i've thought of it is hungry thoughts are sometimes the best thoughts exactly right um it is like if you went out to like a a beautiful like irish pub and you were searching for a, a, a great shepherd's pie you know beef carrots uh peas all up in this sort of like mashed potato mix and like a dish and that's baked right that beautiful beautiful glaze on top you're out there looking for a beautiful shepherd's pie and what is handed to you is a steak mashed potatoes green beans and carrots it's essentially the same elements as a shepherd's pie it's just not how you wanted it it's not presented other people will like what you've been served but it's the same, but you won't like it because it's not what you wanted. You, us as wrestling fans want a shepherd's pie. Some would say that's a better option. Other people just want steak, mashed potatoes, and veggies on the side. It's the same elements. Like like this main event that we'll talk about, the Bloodline Civil War. 
You know what, like, comp I can give that match to? Is this the WWE version of the Revolution 2020 show with Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks? Yep. It, a lot of the elements are the same. You got sort of a Civil War bout. You have yeah. a lot of drama happening in the middle, but like story beats. It's just presented differently. And for yeah. us, Revolution hits hard. And for us, Bloodline Civil War barely hits, barely registers on the Richter scale. But for others, it's huge. And for others, AEW's Revolution match wasn't good. It's just very interesting that like that dichotomy that you can take the same elements, but just based on presentation alone, it can it could be so divisive in the in the fan base of wrestlers. If you were to look at the bloodline story from the moment Roman Reigns returned to WWE to now, right? And you connected them all, just the moments, not the matches. Right? I can understand anyone that says it's the greatest or one of the greatest WWE stories ever. Sure. Because if you just look at it as the moments, right? As Jey Uso pins Roman Reigns finally, and they play back the low blow that Roman Reigns did all the way back. Yeah, that connects perfectly. But we're in, in our minds, we're including the 15 minutes of nothing in the matches beforehand. And we're including those things. There was a one time in this Roman Reigns reign, and it's been a very long one, that his matches were good. Like, up until, I think, the Cesaro one, maybe off the top of my head? I don't know. I have been, no it's, memory. It's been a long time. <laughs> no. Maybe just WrestleMania when... That was still Thunderdome era. That's all, like, I have no memory. Yeah. <laughs> when he beat Daniel Bryan and Edge, maybe. That'll be my safe guess for now, because I can't remember. Anything. Sure. Those Wrestle, that was WrestleMania. Good. WrestleMania match. That was pretty good. And I think he was able to use the no crowd, right? You couldn't do the run-ins and the DQs and stuff like that all the time, because there's no crowds that react. Since then... They do that because crowds are going to react and reaction is better than, oh, he just beat him to them, mm -hmm. to them. That is what matters. Uh, the WWE and its fans, the bloodline, it's a very interesting conversation. I can't sit here and say it's a bad angle because I've watched it and I've been a part of some of the moments where I said, oh, that was really good. Yeah. But I also sat back and said, I mean, that was fine. Like, you know, it's it's all taste in the end of the day, and that's the beauty of professional wrestling, is that you can find something you like in pretty much any part of the world. You're gonna see that pretty much when we talk about this show, right? We're gonna we're gonna say what we have to say about this WWE pay-per-view, and then we're gonna move over to Japanese pro wrestling. Yeah. It's like the basis of that. But I think that's kind of why the bloodline angle means so much to people it's a continuous story that you know something's going to happen that's also a big thing in wwe sure fans for a very long time didn't have stories that something would guarantee to happen yeah <laughs> like stories weren't guaranteed to progress and now they have they have this story that has continuously progressed and continuously progressed mm -hmm. and now people feel like they've invested into it and it's delivering for them now, will it matter in the end when Roman finally loses the title? I don't know. But oh. they're happy to be part of the ride because for right now, it's working. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
Well, let's talk about the main event since we talked about it a lot already. Uh, main event, of course, was that Bloodline Civil War. Uh, it was Jimmy and Jey Uso uh, defeating Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. And I know what you're thinking, if you just saw it on paper, surely Solo Sokoa ate the pinfall here. No, it was in fact Jey Uso who pinned the Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns. What did you think about this match, Scotty? Um, first 15 minutes were brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Again, to be clear, this is going to be a wrestling fans review of yeah, the like, thing. The first 15 minutes, nothing happened. I think Solo Sokoa had one of the Usos in a vice grip on their shoulder the entire time. I don't remember. And Roman, you know, was getting yelled at by the crowd. By the way, great crowd. Uh, but he was getting yelled at by the crowd and having a freak out on the outside. And like, yes, I'm happy he's reacting because I all I, I truly do hate when wrestlers don't react to crowds because I think that's lame. And for a long time that was WWE's problem where they were just no sell things yep. that crowds are doing. And not every, Roman's no, react. And not everyone does it still. There are still some people that no. just ignore the crowd straight up. Oh, one hundred percent. They'll just blaze right through it. But I do like that Roman references that. But that was fifteen minutes of the match. Yeah, and I just sat there and I was like, "God, can we just move on? Like, can we get to the actual wrestling part of this match? Because in the end, all of these matches and the basis of these stories comes down to wrestling. Without the matches, it doesn't get to the next point. It doesn't get from point A to point B to point C. You gotta have the wrestling, and the wrestling here until the hot tag for Jey Uso with like, I don't know." seven minutes left mm-hmm. couldn't tell you truthfully off the top of my head how much time was left it was tough it was yeah. boring yeah i was very tired i was like why am i tired seven o'clock i was like oh wait a minute because this match feels like it's been going on forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. once that tag kicked once the usos got going you know the action was actually Actioning. happening <laughs> yeah i was like oh okay there it is but it took so long to get there. Yeah. And yeah, guess what? The moment of Jey Uso pinning Roman clean? Hell of a moment! Oh, actually, the kick out, and then that. Yeah. But guess what? It took so long to get there. I was like, great. Awesome. I'm, I, and I think we all knew that was probably going to be where we were going, too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like I've had a tough time predicting where we're going in this story. Outside of, you know, the Cody loss of stuff. Uh, but, I you know, you could have done this with or without. And I think there's a conversation for that as well. Um, but either way, the match was tough. Yeah. I tell it wasn't you, I, bad. It was tough. I messaged you. I was like, if I would like this match way more if it was just like, I, I say this at every Roman Reigns match. If it was just like five to ten minutes shorter, yeah. it would be so much better. Like, it's just not needed. Well, you mentioned like like acknowledging the crowd, and I like that as well. But what I don't like about acknowledging the crowd, especially for that amount of time, is that it nothing changes. It's it's yeah in this well yeah it it's not building heel heat. It's right. just getting heat on Roman. Like like you can't do a hot tag off of the crowd acknowledging the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like you just stand there, acknowledge the crowd, right. go back. You know, You're stand not there. building to anything. Yeah, nothing's happening. The match is on pause, and it's fine if you do that. I I love a good match where the where the crowd's chanting "This is awesome" at the beginning, 
and and you know they haven't locked up yet. They take a pause. They sure. take a pause, you know, and, they, and then they lock up and go about go about and do their business. Uh, I'm totally into that, uh, but it's just the constant acknowledgement where it's like it, it's not we're not doing anything. It's just extending the time. If we just stop doing that, if you did it once and then kept going and then you know did that, then great. Then we were shaved like five minutes off this match. But it's just like you know because I want to see wrestling. You know my presentations. I want to see wrestling. That's not what this is. The crowd, like you said, it's just the vehicle to tell a story to get from point A to point B is the wrestling. It doesn't matter what the wrestling is. As long as we get to those moments, those moments hit. The moments hit the crowd hard. Um, the kick out of the, the old Roman Reigns, early Roman Reigns, like low blow kick out. I do actually really like that spot. Um, but that hit hard and the crowd enjoyed it and it worked. It worked for them. Uh, and yeah, you, 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 you got, you gotta give it to them. You gotta give it to them, I guess, is my answer to that. Um, opening up the show was the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Damien Priest got the win. He is Mr. Money in the Bank, beating out the hometown hero, Butch, the favorite LA Knight, the celebrity, Logan Paul, and then also Ricochet, Santos, Escobar, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, what do you think about this men's Money in the Bank ladder match, Scotty? See, there's the thing. They gave you they gave you at the end of the night the one thing you wanted. So now you don't get anything else that you want the mm-hmm. rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um match was whatever. It's every other Money in the Bank ladder match. I was about to say that was my, that's what I was gonna say. Is that like if um, you see unless you have it was a few years ago. It's the mat it's the I remember this vividly. It's the Roy, the uh, Money in the Bank that Brock just came out and won. <laughs> yeah, the that's one- like the best one that they've done in terms of like a wrestling match. Yeah, because those guys went through hell. Because wasn't that also the match that had Andrade and Finn Balor, and they did that? Uh, the yeah, the, the power bomb. Yeah, Andrade bounced. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. they did. In, they like- did in the women's later in the show. Right, they did that. Um, yeah, that was it, it's every money in the bank ladder match. The the, bat, the ladder match that year was Ricochet, Braun Strowman, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Randy Orton, Andrade, Finn, and Mustafa Ali. That was the one where Mustafa Ali was told that originally he was going to win the briefcase, and then last second he was told. When you about build the match, do everything you would normally do with the match, yeah. and then when you get there, don't do anything and just sit there. <laughs> yep. And then Brock exactly came out. Because I remember that match being really good because you had four guys that are going to fly and, you know, do stuff, and then you have four good bases. Yeah. And that's a big thing. This match was like, all right, I don't care about most of you. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to be a safety police person, also, too. That ricochet Logan Paul spot where he Those, drilled his head yeah. into the table. That yeah. was the idea that they were going for that I read. I was like, that is ridiculous. That was never going to happen. Yeah, is LA Knight pushes him off the ladder. They both land exactly on the ropes and springboard and Spanish fly through two tables. That was never going to work. One person would work, two mm-hmm. people is not going to work. No. I don't think so. Uh, at the very and the least, fact that they still did it is insane. The fact that they did... My issue with it is, like, the fact that you did it with such speed 
Like you screwed yeah. up and it was like, quickly, we have to get to the spot. We have to get to the spot. And then and then Ricochet was like, we're going. And then just just going. Yeah, you know, Logan Paul was probably terrified at that point. Yeah. Cause it, like it, he was like, uh, all right. <laughs> it's like if you just took another half second to make sure you get the spot together safely, it just because it just felt like Ricochet was like, oh, he screwed up the spot. Let's go quickly. Go, go, go. And it just pull, pulls him. Like, because Ricochet got his balance and Logan Paul was like falling still. And yeah. He just went, yeah. It was it was a very ugly spot. Also, this is this is just a me thing. Stop putting Shinsuke Nakamura in ladder matches. I couldn't <laughs> want to see a guy less in a ladder match than Shinsuke Nakamura. This is like the second or third time he's been in one of these, and I'm like, why? One of these days he'll win one. Same thing of Ricochet. Dude. One of these days they'll win a Money in the Bank ladder. Match. Ricochet Ricochet's placement in these matches are perfect. Yeah, because he's almost always the highlight. Just this time, he almost they almost killed each other yeah because they tried the dumbest possible thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. demon priest gets the win so assuming he, assuming he yeah he's not la knight not logan paul demon priest gets the win whatever your thoughts on those are we can talk about as well but uh the thing i want to ask about is that with demon priest getting the win this is the presumption that he is a future world champion within the year do you think what heel judgment day Damien Priest currently is a big enough act to be a world champion, main eventer, maybe world champion? Is he beating Roman? Is he beating Seth? Or do you think that they have to build him up a lot more or you know, whatever to get him Man, to he's point? not big enough to be an NXT champion? Come on. <laughs> <man. laughs> I I'm not a big Damien Priest guy. Wasn't a big punishment Martinez guy. Uh, so this isn't like a WWE bad situation. This is a I've never really been a big Damian Priest fan. Um, no, he's he he's always been a good mid card guy, and that's okay. That's fine. In NXT, what was he? A good mid card guy. What title did he hold? The North American title. You know why? Because he was a good mid card guy. You know, I, actually. You saying well, a good look. You saying NXT. What are the odds he cashes in on the NXT title? I mean, I don't rule anything out. We had Austin Theory cash in for the US last year, so. Yeah. But like I'm thinking about it just now of like what are the You're odds to make it make sense? Well, the argument of like they, you know, they did the Seth Rollins ratings bump and that successfully worked. They're trying to present NXT more as a third brand so they can sell it exactly right third branch so they can sell it why not have a main roster guy cash in the briefcase on carmelo and then he becomes nxt champion and then you have a big presumably main roster star on nxt again that way you can that way you can save seth and you can save roman yeah wouldn't be shocking (laughs) there's I'm, I don't think it's out of the question. <laughs> I'm fully no, I don't think so either. Um, they they teased it with Austin Theory last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He showed up a few times um, teasing it. So they they know it's a possibility if they want to go to that. Do they go to that? I don't know. Ultimately, the briefcase is used to cause a strain between the Judgment Day. It's not for I I don't think it's for Damian Priest to win something. Mm-hmm. He will win something. Yeah. But I don't think that's the number one worry mm-hmm. right now. Also, shout out to uh, Eosky, the second longest reigning 
woman's money the bank winner ever jesus jesus um yeah no I, it sounds like it's out of the question i don't think damian priest cashing on nxt is out of the question i mean That's granted funny. the problem is also it's like now because of the austin theory u.s title thing it's also like well i don't know i guess you could cash on gunther i don't know cash in on austin theory you know i guess you could do that it just it just it you know uh not boils down whatever uh makes makes the money the big briefcase less interesting to that extent um but yeah maybe he cashes in on the tag team titles and becomes and he holds both or he just gives one to dominic and that's how he gets the title gets his first title win oh well not first title win anyways uh next match WWE women's tag team title match Liv morgan raquel rodriguez defeat ronda and Shayna when Shayna baszler turns on ronda rousey um leading to the finish Kind of out of nowhere. A swerve. Wow, goes mild, baby. A swerve to be a swerve. And then, like, uh, a couple days later, you get the the report that uh, Rhonda has given them a hard out. Rhonda's given WWE a hard out for her last days. Uh, She's given her notice, baby. She has given her notice. So, this would presumably be her feud of Shayna Baszler, presumably be her last feud, maybe, in WWE. Uh, maybe it ends at SummerSlam in August. Maybe later WrestleMania. Who knows? Royal Rumble. I don't know. But uh, yeah, what do you think about this tag team title match and presumably the nearing the end of Ronda Rousey in WWE? The moment it happened, I said, "Oh, Ronda's leaving." <laughs> <laughs> That's all I said. That's all I said. I was like, "Oh, so she's leaving?" Because they they had clearly built this up to be like, oh, we'll have this rain and we'll be all good. And then somewhere in that, Ronda said, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm I'm, I'm done with this. Um, and that's that's what it looks like. And frankly, I'm okay with it. Uh, the match was a whole lot of nothing. Don't yeah. remember much of it. I remember Liv Morgan getting powerbombed to the outside. And, and then it pretty much ended because Shayna choked out Ronda. So, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. my best hope is that this gives some, any kind of juice to this Ronda Rousey character in WWE. Because she is, as Foreigner once said, as cold as ice in this company. Uh, it is real rough for her right now. And maybe, hopefully, this story gives anything to her matches. It's anything crazy. to her story. That Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey is happening on SummerSlam. Like that's that's crazy because mm-hmm. like they don't. That was a few. That was a match people wanted like five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when she came into the company, that's a match yeah. that people wanted. Because Shayna still had like care. Yeah, she and, was like, what NXT champion probably around that time. Probably and was someone. Now it's like this is this is this is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Ronda was also good when she first came into the company. Now she's real rough. She wasn't good, but she was. She was. She could have a good match. Yeah, and she had that still that star quality about her. Yeah, yeah. Now she's just WWE wrestler Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and that's and that's pretty much it. That somehow still is in movies. I don't know how. The story, I don't know and she's in movies, but it no, doesn't get any star quality from the movies. It does not transfer no. anymore. Um, WWE Intercontinental title match Gunther versus Matt Riddle seven minute 44 med- minute match you know Mustafa Ali match is a good it looks like they're giving Gunther a lot of sub 10 minute matches now with Ali with Matt Riddle here yeah he's just bullying nerds yeah 
yeah, so not much. I was fine with him bullying a nerd here. I, I like the Ali match more than this one. Oh yeah. Uh this one just I don't know, just didn't really nothing stood out. Twenty twenty three Ali is better than twenty twenty three Matt Riddle. And he, that's a reality people need to accept. He lost a lot of shine when Randy got injured and then he disappeared for whatever reason. Then he fell off the wagon <laughs> and he came back and he's been nothing but mediocre. Yeah. He's just kind of there now. This this was the only hope of getting any form of Matt Riddle that I saw, like early NXT that he was there and before he joined. And oh yeah, that never happened. Oh yeah, this so. was a this was a like a 2016 progress main event, baby. Yeah, uh, I did like that Gunther just Guta uh, just uh, chopped the guy's foot and was like, "Yeah, that you. was a funny spot." I legitimately kind of laughed at that spot. <laughs> I was like, "All right, oh, well, you should do that." Good. Fucking people at Wikifeed are gonna love that spot. Um, Ew. Ah. <laughs> uh, Next match, <laughs> Cody Rhodes defeats Dominic Mysterio. Singles match here. This was... <laughs> Cody Rhodes, middle of the card. Middle of Someone the card. Someone's going to attack me for this. This was the most perfect match on the card. What? Explain. Explain, sir. It went exactly as a match build Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio should go. All of Dominic's offense is because Rhea Ripley hit Cody, mm -hmm. and that lasted maybe a minute, and then Cody just beat him. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> That's, That's probably, exactly yeah. what happened, and it was perfect. Exactly like, as it they, should be. They didn't do any smoke and mirrors bullshit and have like Brock come out. Or something, or screw him. I mean, Brock's going to obviously come out probably like tonight or something. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they didn't screw Cody. They just had him beat Dominic. Yeah. I don't like Dominic. Dominic's really bad at wrestling. Like, he is... Un yeah, I get it. He gets booed. Congratulations. You know who also got booed and no, no one liked? Baron Corbin. You want to be compared to Baron Corbin? No. You know why Baron Corbin's better than Dominic Mysterio? Because I've seen Baron Corbin have a capable match. Mm -hmm. that isn't against his father because his father is a legend Baron Corbin that's actually Shout a good, out Cody Rhodes I can't believe how over he still is they sang his song oh yeah oh yeah London London loves singing if we know anything about London is that they love singing we're still singing the song to Bailey after all these years yeah even when she's a heel and everything we're still singing even it. when she's a heel she has she wants she's like you can always see when they start singing it to her she's like I don't I don't know what to do with this like <laughs> why are you guys still singing this song yeah 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 um but yeah you know good on cody he gets a win right before SummerSlam with brock presumably again in like a i don't know best two out of three falls gimmick or maybe like steel cage and cody does a moonsault i don't know probably that's what it's gonna be um because then they get <laughs> brock and wardlow that's the comp uh women's money in the bank ladder match eo sky is able to win uh be the longest reigning women's money in the bank holder defeating bailey becky lynch trish stratus Zelina vega and zoe stark they did. We oh. talked about the Andrade spot. You know, Zelina and Trish. Oof. <laughs> There's any spot with the two of them together, any spot with them in general, that just not. Nah, it's just there's that spot where Trish does like like is like doing a push-up position on the ladder and Zelina like yeah. walks over and it's the clunkiest spot. So does bad anyone looking. wanna tell 
Trish to stop doing like the athletic stuff that she thinks she can do from 20 years ago because it always looks bad. My favorite was like near the beginning of the match. There's a ladder on the outside. Becky Irish whips Trish into the ladder. And instead of really doing like a front flip bump, Trish does like a handstand into the back bump uh, onto the ladder. And it's just like, it looked really foolish. Like it's like, you don't have to do that. Just, just do the, just do a flip. This was a real clunker. Yeah. This is, this felt very clunky. On our preview a week ago, I said it was going to be the Io Shirai carry job. (laughs) And boy, oh boy, did I nail that one. Who had all the big moments? Io. Io. She had the moonsault from the top. Picture perfect. Yep. She had the uh, closing thing. I I liked what they did with Bailey and her, where they made it seem like she was going to cost Bailey. Bailey was going to cost Io, and Mm -hmm. Io wasn't going to win. But then Becky comes in, and they're fighting. And obviously, these are the three people you should have the match come down to. No offense to the other three. Full offense to the other three. I don't really care. And at some Um, point, Becky has handcuffs on her wrist. Uh, Yes. So, so. Here's how I feel about this spot. It was a smart, creative spot, but for the love of God, WWE, you guys camera cut so many times. (laughs) This is the one time you focused on someone's face and it fell out of Bailey's mouth because, you know, one, they're like going through the thing. They were in like the most awkward position. I was like, this is the one time you don't camera cut, really? Um, But I like the spot that EO handcuffs them both. And climbs over and wins. I thought that was very creative. That was very fun. But boy, oh boy, was this a clunky match. Not only climbs over, but climbs over uh, Bailey, Bailey, her her yes. teammate. Deserved. Bailey dumped her. What? Damage control. Sorry. I was trying to remember what her te- team was called. Damage, Damage control. Damage story, no offense to Dakota Kai, has gotten a lot better since Dakota Kai because dakota kai unfortunately was the third wheel for like unfortunately for dakota kai she was very much the third wheel yeah now it's easier to just focus on these two because this is where the story was going mm-hmm. um and eo's money in the bank and that and i can almost guarantee you she'll be a winner because yeah. it would be stupid not to yeah so what so we're gonna be have her beat Rhea Ripley or have her beat Oscar? I mean, Oscar would be, be more Asuka. interesting. That's... Rhea Ripley's not, even though Rock could use another woman on their side mm-hmm. <laughs> because, ooh boy, how to use it bad. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, it, it'll be Oscar. Yeah. So we're moving her over to SmackDown, I guess, in the process. She's already on SmackDown. Is she? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Raw's really bad. I thought she was on Raw. Fully thought she was on Raw. Raw's like top women included a leaving Ronda Rousey, Becky, Becky Lynch, Rhea Ripley, Trish Stratus, maybe. Trish Stratus, Zoe Stark, Raquel Gonzalez, and Liv Morgan. Rodriguez? What is her name now? Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Sorry, Raquel it used Rodriguez. to be Gonzalez. And then they said, nope. Yeah. Not anymore. No, you got to get rid of that. Um, I don't know why. There's not much of a difference. Uh, uh, then the World Heavyweight title match. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. What did you think what of this? Nothing match. Yeah. I, I I have been under the impression, I've said this on the show, that I think Seth Rollins is on a really good run right now. Mm-hmm. His matches are often entertaining. Blah, 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 blah. You get the point. Full-on crowd connection. 
Yeah, yeah. The best AJ Styles match I've seen in years. And mm-hmm. Wait, I'll get it. Night of Champions? Well, that been, of yeah, Champions? that would have been the Saudi show. Yeah, that was okay. Night of Champions. All right. At Night of Champions, right? He's had some good matches on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. This match was like, all right, we just got it started. And then Damian Priest walks out and it's over. And I'm like, cool. Also, Finn Balor's washed, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the match is basically built around Seth's ribs, right? And so it's just like a rib injury match. And then Damian Priest comes out. And then you and got the some... match absolutely falls off the rails. And then you got some stuff. And they just stare at him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has a money in the bank briefcase. Oh, he walked near me. Now I can't hit the kudu. Like, what are we doing? I know what we're doing. And that's the that's the reason I wanted someone that could win the money in the bank, aka Logan Paul, perhaps, mm-hmm. that would just be nowhere to be found some weeks. So that when he showed up. It was actually like, oh no, it's a real surprise. Now I'm gonna have to see the teases for like longer than I want to, and it's and and the worst part, it's with someone that I don't want to see win anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Uh huh. The only other tough show. <laughs> tough show. Oh, but but Drew McIntyre showed up. Yeah. So yeah, the Drew McIntyre showed up. He threw out threw down the gauntlet towards Gunther, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was newsworthy. And then the other newsworthy thing is John Cena popped up for no no goddamn reason other than to have a little <laughs> promo battle of Grayson Waller and heavily tease WrestleMania coming to London. Not obviously this April, but presumably the April after that. I do want to tell all AEW fans, this does not have anything to do with Wembley. I promise you, it has nothing to do with Wembley. No one cares. They don't, well, they care, but mm-hmm. they don't like this. This wasn't it. Yeah. Cause I assume you don't do this unless you're planning to have WrestleMania in London, <laughs> which will be, which would be at, at this Wembley. point, 2025, April 2025. Right. If assuming that's no, cause don't they, didn't they have a schedule actually? Hold on. Don't they actually have a schedule of where the next several uh, WrestleManias were going to be? Like, I feel like they've had other things past Philly. Yeah, let me let, let, me, let me tell you. Let me talk to you. Um, they just have Philly. I W already has this WrestleMania location planned for 2027 in Nashville. In 2020. Oh, yeah, because that'll be a new stadium by then. But yes, that's like that's 2027. So we got so 2024 is in Philly, 2027 is in Nashville, and then we got 25, 26 to uh, and the rumor is that 25 is Minnesota, the U.S. Bank Stadium right. where the Vikings are. So maybe 2026. So it's either they're gonna do it in 2025, which is a rumored a different place, or 2026, which or not at all. <laughs> yeah, or 2026, or 2028, or more likely, not at all. And this was just a ploy to try to drum up interest out of the UK government to convince WWE to bring WrestleMania to their neck of the woods and get a bunch of money out of it. You know what they'll do? They'll just make another event like they did last time. No. Clash of the Castle, they just made the event. And look at that. It worked. Mm-hmm. 
I, I liked how someone was like, yeah, they were offered Wembley. And they said, yo, yeah, because they were offered a shit ton more money. And that's why they were like, yeah, we're not doing Wembley anymore. Yeah. Um, I think the segment, like, I think the segment, like, whatever, it's going to be kind of mean when it ultimately doesn't end up happening. Um, well, I care. I, I'd rather talk about how Drew versus Gunther at least guarantees me a good match on SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is fair. Did you notice? I got that, hyped about that. Was did you notice that in the press conference afterwards, or Triple H talking about Drew McIntyre and he's saying, "I hope he ends his career here in WWE." I know that's like you know he, that's a weird hope, but it's also like, is Drew? I don't know. Is Drew thinking about ending his career at some point? I mean, he's up there in age, surely, but. I don't know. I didn't know. I'm not, he's I mean, 38. I, I, <laughs> I wouldn't talk about end I, career ending at this point. I know they said he's not re-signed. Someone said that today. Mm. I've heard he is. So I would presume he is if he showed up. I don't think he walks back in the door and is not re-signed, truthfully. Yeah. that's Because at best we heard also that like he wanted to re-sign for uh, a good story or whatever. I remember hearing that rumor. So presumably... They said, they said you and Gunther could beat the hell out of each other. All right, I'm in. I'm in, baby. Throw in Sheamus and we got something good. I, I do I do want to say this. This is one thing I thought about. Who the hell faces Seth Rollins? <laughs> well because I said in my head, Drew McIntyre faces Seth Rollins. And don't get me wrong, I am much happier with Drew McIntyre versus Guta. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, are they just gonna run back Finn? That would be terrible. Yeah, because that that's definitely a Drew McIntyre face. Uh, against a Gunter heel, right? You you got you got punishment Martinez. Uh, you, you got you got Damien. It was the age of punishment, Damien Priest. Um, you got that as a heel, but with the briefcase. So that's not really a match. Don't get Cody. You already did Don't. Dominic, right? He, uh, no. Did, I feel like Dominic. I just watched Dominic lose in like five seconds. He's not an option. <laughs> he did lose, but it, it's not out of the question for him to lose a match and then go on. And, That's true. They uh, don't have any options unless it's just Finn. Do the classic. Let's look at the Raw heel roster. Let's see. I've already looked at it. It's it's not existent. Bronson Reed. Um, who's like a low level mid card at best. Uh, Gunther, who has actively said he doesn't want to go for that title. Uh, Junior Mahal is and around. Is, and has a match that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's none of these people. Maybe they turn Riddle heel? Maybe they, the free agents. Maybe Odyssey Omas. Jones. Maybe Odyssey let's Jones run, finally debuts. Let's run back Omas. Let's run back Omas. He's available. You can do something with yeah, Omas. He's a free agent. Tomasa Champa, is he a heel? Von Wagner's a free agent. Thoughts. Very glad they made him a free agent and he showed up nowhere. <laughs> He's just on NXT, He's NXT. Cutting, cutting promos to make him a baby face. Nothing says baby face like Von, Von Wagner. <laughs> Nothing says baby face like Von Wagner. Well, let's talk about other news. Let's talk about actual baby faces and heels coming out of New Japan. Let's get into our Japan talk. So New Japan announces the Riwa, I believe that's how it's pronounced, the Riwa Three Musketeers. These are, they are... This did not copy Dragon Gate, by the way. Just <laughs> want everyone to know that. Just coincidentally... Didn't copy Dragon Gate. Just coincidentally in a recent time span. 
you know, granted, New Japan did the Musketeer thing first, technically. Twice. Uh, twice already. I'm actually... No, I'm legitimately saying it's it's not copying. Like, it mm-hmm. isn't. The Rewa is an error on the official Japanese calendar. Mm-hmm. That's not taking from Dragon King. Yeah. Just, just a thing. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's just... It's just co- Three I Musketeers. It, I think at the best, it's coincidental. I think at best, it's coincidental. But yes, the Rewa Three Musketeers, New Japan is officially branded three members of the roster, Shota Umino, Ren Narita, and Gene Blasting himself, Yoda Suji, as the Rewa Three Musketeers, filling the shoes of the second group of Musketeers, Shinsuke Nakamura, Katsuri Shibati, Shibata, and Hiroshi Shibari. Tanahashi. Shibari, yeah. hey, yo, Shibari. Uh, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. <laughs> and along with the first group, which was Shinya Hashimoto, uh, Chono, and Muto. There's real connections to the... Um... The, the last one in this one because i kind of see shinsuke yoda suji they kind of have that same like vibe they're just really cool mm-hmm. uh obviously shooter and renderita not yep. shooter um shibata shibati 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 and then shooter and tanahashi um it's i'm a big fan of them doing this i know a lot of people are either on one side or the other because one side they're like What do you mean, new generation? They've been around for years. I'm like, okay, uh huh. Yeah, it's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point. It's not the point. They're all like twelve still mm-hmm. in in New Japan years. Um, that's not the point. Yeah. Or you, some people think it's like too much pressure on them. Mm-hmm. But it's already been made a story. The whole point of them doing this is to make all three absolutely hate the idea, which they've all tweeted. We don't like this idea. They're like, what? I didn't agree to this. Um, because they're gonna be rivals. And just like the other three two groups of three musketeers as yeah. rivals and partners at various times. Yep. And I don't know if people forgot this part. But Yu Yu Imura, who I know people are having heart attacks about, think he's impact for life. Mm-hmm. Uh this is an easy story for him to walk back into. Yeah. Of I'm not a three musketeer. I'm just that guy. Yeah. They could do that easily. Mm-hmm. Or he's a junior and we can all just shut up. <laughs> that could happen too. <laughs> you never know. He's small. He's he's beefy, but he's small. Yeah. 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 Well, he, he can put some lifts, put some lifts in those shoes. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, what this is, is that they're officially branding the new era around these guys. Uh, we knew we knew like the Naito Okada era ended a couple years ago. Then the pandemic happened, and it was just a rough transition. But now we're firmly in this, as you said, the Rewa term. We're firmly in this new era. We're firmly pushing these guys. I think another thing that's also been splitting between people is that you have, you know, it could either be, you know, Muto Hashimoto and and uh, 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 and Chono. You know, it could be, you know, uh, Tanahashi and, and Shibata and all these things. But it also could be uh, the four pillars in AEW where it's like a, a lot of people are like, I don't know about these four guys. I don't really know. MJF, sure. But the other three, Darby? I mean, yeah, Darby. Yeah. But there's a steep drop-off point. It could be rough. You know, uh, you don't know what's going to happen with a lot of these guys still. What, what their proper ceiling is. 
I think New Japan tend to have a better idea on their roster than other places. I mean, they saw them train, they trained them themselves, and then they pushed them out of the out of their the nest to fly on their own. Um, so, Who, who's I, a guy that New Japan missed on in terms of that they pushed as a main eventer? Um, oh, Brock Lesnar during uh, the Inoki. Well, that's different. <laughs> they trained him. That's fair. You mean a guy that they trained and that just didn't work out? Yeah. Uh, there's a couple guys, but a lot of them like fan out as like young lions. I mean, yeah, this guy had other circumstances, but uh, whoever remember that Jack, that super Jack oh, dude, Kimura? yes, yeah. that guy That's was like piece. that. He had a lot of promise, and then I think he got like a motorcycle accident or something, and then just yeah, kind of he had injuries. He's now unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I remember him. I remember seeing him, and I was like, "Oh, that's the guy." Uh, but that—that's different. Like, who's the, like? My point is, their track record is so good. Yeah, they don't really miss on these. And they also, ever. I think, they understand people's point is that you know they—they they think you just Yoda Suji is good. They make him in a main event level immediately. You know, they think Master Wato needs still some growth to to get better. They make they him wait. like a low level junior, and then yeah. slowly build him back up. They they know what they have. Yeah. They know what they have. Um and they've always known. They're very good at it too. They are. They are. They don't usually miss on now they're pushing these guys in a shot. Do I think Shooter and Yoda Suji will be fine? Yep. Yeah. Jury's out on Renarita though. I'll tell you that right now. Well, I think that an interesting question as well is that uh, you know, you have Muto, Shinya Hashimoto, and Chono. You know, Shinya Hashimoto leaves at some point. You know, you have Shibata, Shibati, Tanahashi, and Nakamura. Shibata leaves at some point. Obviously, Nakamura eventually is as well, but Shibata leaves yeah, during. Nakamura's done. Shibata, but Shibata leaves during like prime Musketeer time. Yeah. Which which of the Riwa, the Riwa three Musketeers are what? Who's leaving? It's got to be Shooter going to AEW, right? Like it's got to be that guy. That was who's leaving during this era out of nowhere. I I mean, I guess Shooter's the only one that would make any sense right now because he's the only one, he's the only one that has connections anywhere else. Yeah, if he didn't have connections anywhere else, we'd be like, I don't know, we'd just probably say Ren Narita because he's the worst one. Ren Narita to Noah. Now we're talking, take on Kaito Kiyomiya. Hey, gone Saxon Huxley? You <laughs> kidding me? Uh, yeah, no, I, I like that they did this. I like that there's now a story in place automatically. Yeah, they're all going to be looked at in a different way by the roster, yep. which creates stories naturally that way, um, and it creates a story for the G1. They're all in the same block. Yeah, it, it's we're going to immediately uh, rank the three musketeers in this G1 yep. coming up. Yep. And that's why I say Yoda Suji is a lot like Shinsuke because he may not be like the ace like figure, mm-hmm. but he's going to be like the coolest guy that's right there. Like he may not be, he that's what he's falling in the, in the, in the tracks of a Naito of a, of a Shinsuke where he's just, uberly popular guy maybe he's not the guy they lean on as like champion and stuff mm-hmm. but they don't need to because he always matters he's yeah. always gonna matter i think that's what he is mm-hmm. um and i think that's a good that's that's probably the spot you want to be in i mean 
you'll be the most popular wrestler in the company. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ooh. I, oh no. I don't know. I'm a big Suge head myself. I would love to get Gene blasted. So we you gotta know. add Kaito Kiyomiya to this group next. <laughs> Sorry, Yuya Uemura. We're throwing in Kaito Kiyomiya instead. I mean, I mean, listen. Oh, we have to all be natural here. Kaito Kiyomiya wrestles circles around Yuya Uemura. <laughs> I'm not, not going to just act like Yuya Uemura is better. Yeah, I've seen his impact matches. They're not that special. <laughs> I fear that he, they're using him as like just like an Okada figure, where it's like, yeah, we're going to throw him into Impact. He's just going to do nothing and then pop off the scene. Uh, later yeah, down the absolutely. line. Uh, also, I just learned that Shingo and Eddie's the second day of the G1, and I just got excited. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk more about the G1 next week, I believe. Um, I think Tuesday. I think Tuesday we're talking about. It. I don't remember. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. Um, let's talk about uh, New Japan Strong. They got uh, their Independence Day shows, their American Independence Day shows in Japan coming up tomorrow morning in the Americas. And then Wednesday yeah. morning as well. Uh, let's go through it. I'll give you the the full uh, first day. We'll talk about it. And then this full second day, we'll talk about that. We have the first day, kickoff match. No idea if we're going to be watching this at all because they're not really airing a lot of them anymore. Uh, Oscar Lube, Yo, and Taguchi versus... Takahiro Katori, Dragon Libre, and Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Kengo? I don't know. I'm not going to watch it. Those, those they're people? from, uh, they're the June Kasai. Hey, ah. you're on our show, so we'll... We'll treat you guys right. Perfect. Uh, we have the DKC versus Bad Dude Tito. We have no Ro- chance that I watch. No, I'm, no, I'm going to say if I'm going to watch or not. Each Perfect. Rohe Oiwa, Alex Zane, and Lance Archer versus Jared Kratos, Royce Isaacs, and Jorel Nelson. You know how stupid it is that Lance Archer is just not booked. Is Lance Archer? Like, I think Lance Archer. Lance Archer is secretly a New Japan guy. I think at this rate, I think he has a contract of New Japan. He's on G1. Uh, fair point. Fair point. Uh, it should be. Maybe he takes out Eddie Kingston in the show, and then he replaces Eddie Kingston. That's he... not the guy I want him to take out. Uh, we got Tom. <laughs> There's like 16 people to take out that I don't want in this. Uh, you got Tom Lawler versus Kosei Fujita. I'll be there. Yeah, I think that should be good. Uh, Rocky Romero, Rocky Romero, and Eddie Kingston versus Kenta and Gato. I won't be there. I I might be there just to see Eddie Kingston's first match in Corican Hall. I think that could be fun. Um, fifth match, Momo Kogo and Willow Nightingale versus Julia and Tekla. I'm going to be there. I will be there, obviously. I'm obviously <laughs> going to be there, waving my Tekla flag. Uh, you have the strong upperweight tag team title match, Gabe Kidd and Alex Coughlin challenging Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. 
I'll be there. I know who's winning. Probably Gabe, Kid, and Alex Coughlin. Yeah, you gotta win the shittier titles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match. Uh, uh, Francisco Kira and TJP defend their titles against Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney. Because it's a title match, I'll be there. But my God, is it going to be tough for me to watch Drilla? Yeah, but Akira and TJP are good. They're really, I think they're great. I think they're a great tag team, actually. I like Clark Connors. Yeah. So you got three fourths. I know you don't like Drilla, but I I like this heel turn, and I'm I'm on board so far. You're a Drilla. You're drill. You're a Drilla killer. I'm a Drilla killer for life, baby. And of course, the main event, the exciting encounter, Doomsday No DQ match, Homicide and John Moxley teaming up against El Desperado and Jun Kasai. What they the couldn't fuck? call it a death match, could they? Huh? No, they couldn't just say death match. They had to call it an exciting encounter, doomsday, no DQ match. Well, they do call the next match a final death match. So yeah, but this is the one with Jun Kasai. In, so know. this is automatically the one I'm more hyped for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What do you think the difference is? What's the difference between a final death match and an exciting encounter? Is it? Is it going to be a death? It's, I mean, it's no DQ, but it's not a death match. It I guess. has to be a death match. It's an absolute L if it's not a some form of a death match. We'll find out. Do you think I'm worried? <laughs> do you think there's any chance Eddie Kingston and John Moxley have any interactions on any of these shows? Nope. <laughs> Fully agree. I think that first show, those last couple matches, I think are pretty good. I think that, like you said, that Tom Lawler Fujita match, I'm gonna watch. I'm probably gonna yeah. watch J.R. Kratos and all of them against whatever. Yeah, of course you will. Of course, because I'm a J.R. Kratos lover. <laughs> Look, man, J.R. Kratos is pretty good. It's pretty good. I like I like giving Huge people. Huge Kratos guy. I like giving people a pat on the back when I think they're pretty good. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty good. July 5th, you have uh, New Japan Strong Independence Day here. Kickoff matches. Uh, a bunch of other people that are probably going to see. Uh, Os- and then the first match, Oscar Lube versus J.R. Kratos. Oh, yeah, you're watching that one. <laughs> you I've never know seen a match watching. that said Ryan more than that one. There's some beef. There's some beef there. The only way you can make this better if you replace Oscar Lube with Bolton Oleg. With Bolton Oleg. That yeah. would have been. That's, I would have watched that. That's a battle of the beef. That's a battle of the beef right there, baby. Um, second match, Roheiwa and Homicide. Yeah, baby. Turn on Fire Pro Wrestling and hit random versus Francisco Akira <laughs> and TJP. Um, Ask me how much I'm excited to see Homicide wrestle. NWA's homicide, right? Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I I presume still. He's Whatever you company. say, man. <laughs> Do you think that this match uh, tells that Akira and TJP are going to lose the IWGP Junior Tag Titles, or do you think they are going to retain? Yes, it does tell me that because they it could. Looks like the next match could easily be a tag title match. Yeah, because it's like this could be a tag title match if they wanted to. The other match could be a tag team title match. The other match is Rocky Romero and Yo versus Clark Connors and Drilla Maloney. Oh baby, there's a possibility that one of these could turn into a tag team title match. Rocky Romero is the best wrestler in that match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can agree with that, um, but. I, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that there's a good chance that'll be a tag team title match. But then that also Alex means that like randomly being here after not being in the best of Super Juniors is so funny. I wish Alex Zane was around here more. He's very good in New Japan. 
Uh, Alex Zane and Lance Archer versus Fujita and Bad Dude Tito. Uh, fifth Why match. Is no, 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 no. I, I have a complaint. Sure. I have a complaint. Sure. Why, why, why? Why? Why can't they just get Lance Archer in meaningful matches? Like, what do I have? What do I have to do, Tony Khan? What do I have to do, Gato? He's he's gonna be on Wrestling Revolver, the same show Keith Lee's gonna be on. I just hope Sammy Callahan books them against each other. Don't they want two big beefy men being disrespected? Those are two big beefy men being disrespected. I love me some Lance Archer. I'll probably watch this. I'm not gonna lie to you. Let's throw this. Let's throw Lance into the Bolton Oleg Jr. Kratos dream match. Yeah, but why don't we just do Lance Archer versus uh, Bolton Oleg Kratos? Oh yeah, no, that's a good one too. Let's just get. I want to see more Bolton Oleg. That's what I want to see. Um, good beast. Fifth match: DKC Tomohiro Ishii and Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Jorel Nelson, Royce Isaacs, and Tom Lawler. Ishii and Tanahashi popping up on the show. We're so close. So close to a good match. So close. Strong women's title match. Willow Nightingale defending her title against Julia. They couldn't have picked an older render for Julia. <laughs> I know. It's a really, it's like her first this year. It's literally in like when she walked into stardom. This yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that should be good. Yeah, fully. Uh, forward to that one. We talked about it when uh, the match got announced. Fully believe Julia will be winning this one. I will be shocked. Yeah. If she loses. Yeah. The presumption here is also that this match was going to be Julia versus Mercedes, and that's upsetting. <laughs> that's the next uh star wrestler probably to go to America though. But who, Julia? Besides you yeah. Tommy? Well yeah, but that'll be on a strong show because it'll probably be just to face Mercedes. That's a good point. That's Mercedes good. has got to be like a month away or less. I have no idea. I have no idea. her forever. Also, hey. the reason I think Julia wins is because Willow's not supposed to have the title in the first place. What if they do Julia versus Mercedes Monet if she's healed enough I'm in the TD Garden Arena in Boston, Mass at Dynamite? I win, mother truckers. <laughs> they won't do that because they got to do blood and guts there instead. Well, they could. They could still do it. They could. Load up the show that way. I do not want that match done in a two ring setting. <laughs> two rings ruins the whole dynamic. You know, someone's going to try to do like a springboard, springboard gimmick, like Sammy Guevara or something. Sammy Guevara. Uh, IWGP seventh match here. IWGP tag team title match. Gabe Kid and Alex Coughlin again challenging for Yoshihashi and Goto. What are the odds this match is better or worse than the match previous, the night previous? Yeah, this is like, this is the most intriguing part of these two nights, right? Because it's like, are they going to have two good matches? Or are they going to just rein it in? Like, what? Because, like, you know, Gabe and Alex Coglin are going to be going out there like guns a blazing, right? Yeah. Because they're hungry. The war dogs, roof, roof, yeah. whatever they're called. Uh, you know, they're hungry. They want to deliver. We've never seen them in this book. We haven't seen them unless you watch the road two shows. And I did not watch those, but we haven't seen them in this big a match as a duo. So yeah. I think they're going to go all out no matter what comes down to the little vets on the other side. Are they going to go all out when they're losing mm-hmm. on night one? Cause I think they're losing. I think the best, when this one? I think the best way to make this match interesting is for Gabe Kidnas Coglin to essentially steamroll Yoshihashi and Goto on mm. night one 
that would uh, be good. And then night two, it's like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> and yeah. then you know, and then that would you, be good. And then you could do like minute three, where you know the first match is three minutes or whatever, and in this match they do the exact same stuff, and then Yoshihashi kicks out at the last second. And it's like, oh no, that'd here be, we go, match has started. Here we go, they figured something good. out. I'd like that. I think that would be. I think that would be the best way to make it interesting to me. Um. Strong open weight title match. Kenta versus Eddie Kingston. What are the odds they put a title on Eddie Kingston before the G1? They had they had him ban, ban Jay White from New Japan. New Japan likes Eddie Kingston more than AEW <laughs> likes Eddie Kingston. <laughs> I think he wins. What are the odds John Moxley costs Eddie Kingston the title? Zero, because he's going to be like putting whatever to make his blood like really like ridiculous yeah and he's gonna be like psyching himself up that's a 60 minute match oh dear god oh dear well it's god. a title match it's a title match no dance. i meant final death oh yeah, yeah i think yeah i think kent is gonna win i would love if eddie kingston won that would be fun right give him a little I'm title picking eddie to win so psych him up ahead of uh the g1 that could be fun i think that could be really the fun. people care also who gives a shit about kent and then the main event, final death match, El Desperado versus John Moxley, playing off. Yeah, that, I think it was like a Charlotte show, like Music City Mayhem or something, where they had a death yeah. match randomly or no DQ match what randomly. A, what a callback! We didn't nail that one. Yeah, I can't baby. believe you remembered it was called Music City Mayhem. <laughs> I it sticks. It's that graphic. Did sticks you say out Charlotte? I want to say obviously that was in Nashville. <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> I had I impressed you so much with the calling of the show. Was it even Music City Mayhem? I ask. Yeah, it was Music City Mayhem. Uh, New Mayhem. Japan just released an Eddie Kingston shirt, so ooh, getting close. Could be possible. Awful yes. shirt. <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. Uh... No, 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 no. We're doing a live rate that shirt. All right, All right. Where do go, I go on. Where do go I go? on. Go on. No, I'm sending it to you on Twitter. Okay, cool. I need you to see how bad this is. Music City Mayhem. Main event, Moxley and Desperado. Moxley wins 17 minutes, 20 seconds. No DQ Look match. at this shirt. I don't care about Music I'm City pu- Mayhem. I'm anymore. pulling up the you shirt. You don't understand how bad oh. this is. Oh. I mean, that's a shirt. That's a shirt, all right. They also just released a Club Venus shirt. So I, if you're going to spend your money, spend it on the person that publicly endorsed me and not Eddie Kingston. That, no shirt's, that shirt's $35. And I have to then pay for shipping to the U.S. Well, the Club Venus shirt's 50 So Whoa. What? Hey, 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 no, no, no. I was endorsed. So as far as I'm concerned, it's worth it. That's fair. That's fair. That's a fair point. Or I can get a New Japan Academy mouse pad for fifteen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to uh, Final Death. John Moxley wins, obviously, but should be a lot of fun. Yeah, it, that should be that should be very good. That should be a boy howdy match, match of the week, possibly. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of matches coming up this week, so uh, there's a good shot. Unless unless Yuta and Omega blow me away, which you know it's feasible. Uh. That's probably going to be, be that's going to be Ryan's boy howdy that's, match of the week. Yeah, that's probably going to be boy howdy match of the week right there. John Moxley, Eldis Brado, folks. That should be yeah. very good. Um, Stardom had a show this past Sunday, sort of a their big show of the summer, Midsummer Champions. Um, you know, I say big show of the summer, Scotty. I didn't really get 
big show of the no, summer it's not vibes. The big show of the summer. They did back to back pay per views. Yeah, they kind of feel like they split the big show of the summer across yeah, two weeks. That's what, uh, in the summer, now that's what they do. They do two big shows. Like last year, they did Fight in the Top. No, they did two Midsummer Champion shows, actually. Yes. They like were Fight to the Top to Steel Instead of making it one, mm-hmm. they made it two. That's kind of what they do. They just kind of split them up rather than make them one big show because they have the five star so they already have their big show of the month that's fair summer that's fair uh i did not watch i watched from the the passion injection match on i don't know how much you, i've seen you watch you all to see well i was gonna come on here and talk about tommy going on a trip and stuff and be like oh yeah it's, you know it's whatever i already have my answer to that <laughs> it's real. um so did you have any did you have any takes about the other tag multi-man matches uh, no, because nothing happened. Fair enough. Uh, we Everything the... was Utami related. Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, it looks like, by the way, Cody Rhodes might be challenging Seth Rollins on WWE Monday Night Raw. Well, that's not going to happen. Brock's going to absolutely ruin that. Yeah. Oh, well, Brock can challenge Seth. <laughs> I guess that's there. Um, that would be the big heel. Um, Passion injection match. Nanai Takahashi defeats Starlight Kid. I ask you, Scotty, was Passion successfully injected into Starlight Kid? Um, it was a good match. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if she needed the passion injection like everyone else. <laughs> I have to pay for the Independence Day shows. Yes, they are on pay per view. I guess. Right? Are they on fight as well? I think they might be on fight. No, they're not on fight. They're not on fight anymore. Nothing's on fight anymore. <sighs> Darn. I am. I am hurt. Yeah. I'm not paying for these. <laughs> well. <laughs> you how, am, I, how am I supposed to see Julian Willow immediately? Well. <sighs> Looks God. like looks like I'm gonna wait a couple hours on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some people. You know all right, whatever. How dare um they? how dare they yeah, need, passion, to to, need to take money. Passion was injected. Um nine I won. Should have lost. She didn't want to lose. I thought I thought she was gonna win with the Momo latch that she was learning from Momo Nakanishi. That didn't happen, but it's okay. Because now we're going to get some match that involves Momo Nakanishi, and that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Remember when Starlight Kid was like last year, like the next big thing? Yeah, she's on the downswing right now because she did a lot last year. She did a lot for two years. when she So from when she left Stars yeah. to pretty much the end of the year event last year when they lost the titles to Providence. Yeah. She had a title. She pretty much won the high speed, won the tags, won the trios. Now it's like, all right, we're going to, we're going to put you on the back burner over here for a little bit. Put you in new blood. <laughs> give you, yeah. Give you a little rest. She is a champion. Currently she is the new blood tag team champion. So she's still a champion. True. She's just on the back burner right now, which is okay for, I think she's 21. I think she'll be okay. I just I just wish that stardom downswings weren't as long as they feel like they are or as they typically are. Well, I mean, that Itami that Itami yeah, downswing was like a year. Was <laughs> the Itami one was long. Shuri's wasn't as long. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Shuri's still kind of on the downswing. Well, she had the Hashimoto stuff. That's true. That she could build to. Well, Tommy literally just was on a downswing. That's true. Nothing. That is true. Until like a month ago. I thought this match was pretty good, but that's all I got for you. Um, other than Starlight Kid, come on, let's let's do something with her. Um, high speed title match. Well, actually, no, it was the Goddesses of Star. I like to say Mina ruined a lot of things, and I don't mean that in a mean way. Mina changed a lot of how the trajectory of certain titles and things were going. That's why we have Double Champ Tam. It's why we, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's why Saya's reign ended to Mina and like it changed a lot. It's probably why Starlight Kid's on such a downturn. It's why Suzu Suzuki's awaiting her neck, her first big story. Like there's a lot going on here and it all has to do with Mina. And that's not a bad thing because Mina absolutely should have won the title, but that's part of the thing. Cause they, they set up their booking so far in advance. I'm not talking about Suzu. Suzu's different because she just came in, but they set their booking up and you could tell like, I, I thought a year ago when, after Mariah lost that Mariah or Starlight Kid were winning. By the end of the five star, I said, all right, Mariah's definitely winning the title. Mm-hmm. And then the Mina stuff happened, and it's like. Can, can I put, I'll push back on that just a little bit. I agree that Mina should have won, but knowing now, or kind of in the moment, I guess as well, how many things that affected would it have been better to not put the title on Mina and just do the plans for everything else you have? Because it just feels like it extended a little bit of the percolating in the background, extended a little bit of the coldness for a lot of people just for like another month. Another oh, I months. mean, I was leading up to Mina winning. I said Mina shouldn't win. Mm-hmm. So I was already on board. That's a good point. Not you did doing say that. that. You did say um, that. We do, have, we do have audio record. There is a post- Mina winning that I did say, oh, well, she, you know, she's made it work. And then she, you know, immediately dropped it like I had predicted mm-hmm. because I, I've nailed the predictions. I just it things have happened and it makes certain people cold. Like Starlight Kid, I still think was going to have the downturn, but I also think Starlight Kid was going to be in the wonder hunt. Sure. A little sooner, uh, I maybe agree. even like now, because the meanest the Mina to Tam stuff. That took up three months yeah. of matches. That's potentially three Mirai defenses. Mm-hmm. And maybe this match that's, was the Mirai versus Starlight Kid or something. Right. You don't know. And I think that's the real thing. Um, I think the Mina moment was made, helped make that Grand Queendom show better, ultimately, for Agreed. a lot of people. Agreed. Um, do I think it hurts other people? Hurt a I don't lot think of, it hurt. hurt a, it hurt a lot of people. I think it hurts. It hurts. It hurt Mariah the most. I, I would, don't care what anyone says. I would also it maybe not say Mariah hurt, but it delayed a lot of people. It delayed. Yes, it definitely is. It definitely hurt Mariah. Mm-hmm. I stand by that because she was ready to go. She was red hot. I think a lot of people got on her side after the five star. Yeah. We're going to build that into Cinderella. Build that into the big match. Instead, that gets pushed pretty much three months. So you almost forget she wins this. She has to do the tag title run, which was not good. Mm-hmm. And she, she, she pretty much had to bounce back. And I think all things considered, and we'll get to this, Tam was a good person to help her bounce back. Sure. Because ultimately she won, but had she lost, Mariah was done, finished. Like I firmly believe like this ain't happening. Yeah. And I'm a big Mariah fan. 
<laughs> but that's just how that's how that pretty much like that's how the snowball tumbled. Mm-hmm. It just more and more and more started to get stuck in there. Um, now I think we're back on track. Yeah, and we'll see that for everyone. Helps with the five stars here, so there's a lot of stories going on naturally. Well, it's interesting though that we're back on track, and then we have a five star tournament that takes up uh, three months. Three months. Well, I say back on track, and it's because the five star usually tells those stories. Good point for wrestlers in certain matches. And there, if you look at the blocks, which I have no idea when we're supposed to preview that, but if you look at the blocks. You'll see a lot of the stories intertwined, which we'll get to eventually. Um, it'll be interesting, but yeah, now now we're finally back on track. But it did take forever. Yeah, and and, and nonetheless, the five star will also be a good moment to just reset other things uh, to try to get everything back on track. Um, yeah. Anyway, speaking of Mina, uh, the goddesses of stardom title match: Club Venus, Mariah May, and Mina Shirakawa defend their title successfully against Shuri and Ami Saray. This is the best tag title match since the Maihime one, which I don't remember when that was. But seeing that Hameka's retired now, it was a long time ago, yeah. essentially. I think it was February yeah. that that happened. Uh, this was easily the best since then because the New Era stuff obviously did not work. It was just a, a rat wheel, whatever it's called. It's, it, it's incredible how much better Ami and Mirai are as far apart from each other as possible. Like, <laughs> as long as they're not together. Ironically, being in a faction together. Is not... Well, yeah, the faction, like, if they're in trios matches, it's whatever. It's when they're just together and Shuri's not there. It that work. it's like, danger, danger, get them away. Because um, I thought Ami looked better in this match than I've seen her look all year. And she didn't even do that much. She just chopped, a, you know, she just chopped Mariah May and a few things. But even that was better than pretty much all of her showings. And then she got absolutely yeeted by Mariah May. So that's pretty good. That was great German in there. And uh, then they, they left it down to Mina and Shuri, which I, I'm not going to complain about. That was the best possible combo. Yeah. Mina pinning Shuri, obviously is a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. And they don't face each other in the five star, which is a shame, uh, but big deal for Mina also maybe plays the Shuri being rusty, you know, cause she hasn't done much yeah. and maybe that's a little story they could tell, but uh, ultimately, I had a good time with it. It was my second favorite match of the night. Very good. I I thought the match was again. I, a lot of these matches I thought were pretty good. Like I wasn't blown away really by anything for me. Um, but yeah, pretty good. No, I like I like Mariah May in Stardom a lot. I think she fits yeah. really well. I thought she I thought she was a very good pick. Uh, and seeing her for whatever reason reminded me of that Royal Quest show where they like got a mariah may like they they wanted to get mariah may but couldn't remember her name and, and message somebody else they picked the wrong people for that one yeah. who was the, i always who, forget who, who is ava that? white ava i don't white. even know who that is has she done anything since there's no way <laughs> there's no way i i mean she's maybe i don't even think she's been on like rev pro or something since she's not a real wrestler she's not she's not even on cage <laughs> she doesn't say she doesn't have a cage match or anything um oh poor ava white um she's bad she's she really bad. She was real bad uh high speed title match saki kashima defeats fuking death it was a three minute match so not much really to say here uh but i like seeing fuking death and i thought the match was 
it was whatever. I, it I wasn't was, a match. It was, yeah, it was the ma- It was all about the story after the match. That's the entire purpose of this match. You're gonna have a way to tie, beat Saki Kashima down, mm-hmm. then have Shuri and Ami ultimately save her. Yep. That leads to Saki joining God's Eye, which I thought was the best fit because I think Saki won just giving giving God's Eye another wrestler. Yeah. That's always around was important but now you can have shuri and saki work off of each other which based off their history will be entertaining yeah because you know saki went from i never want to wrestle you again to now can you please protect me so i don't get beat up anymore and i think that's very funny it gives shuri something to do yeah i think i think they win tag titles truthfully those two because it's like the oddball type couple except now they're in the same faction somewhere down the road not anytime soon i was gonna say you could do it you could do it next and do three god's eye teams back to back to back you could do that that would be a bold strat but yeah you never know you never know no they'll probably push that off because i don't think they i don't i think they've actually kept Saki away from teaming with shuri for like the first like few house shows so Perfect. It's like she's with the other two instead. Beautiful. Which again will help them break up, break that up. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonder of Stardom title match. Mirai, as we sort of already alluded to, defeats Tam Nakano uh, to win the Wonder of Stardom title. As we sort of talked about before, this is probably a long time coming, and she finally wins it. And I, I thought the match was pretty good as well. I thought it was really good. Um, but I guess at this point, I've always been like, not as high as Mariah as other people, as you are. Um, I've just sort of been down on her for whatever reason. Um, but you know, I'm excited to see what this reign of hers will look like. She needed this. Yes. I hinted that that earlier. She needed this moment. She needed like the kind of dominant clothes that she had to this match, you know, hitting the two lariats hitting the aces high and then hitting the Mariah May shock to get the win. Um, Mariah shock, not the Mariah May shock. I just said Mariah May as in the wrestler, not that's, that's kind of funny. Um, and it was exactly what she needed. She, they, she came out of the block hot, just absolutely drilling Tam in the side of the head, which led to Tam having, as I've already been quoted multiple times, having maybe the hardest forearm she's ever hit on someone because you actually heard them. Um, and they had a good back and forth, and I think it was the best way to get Mariah the big win that she was always supposed to get. Because I I do think she needed to get the big win. Now she could have easily beat Mina, but they wanted Mariah to be the one getting cheered in the moment, as she ended up being. And I don't think Mina could have done that because Mina's so popular. Yeah. Um. Obviously, Tam is very popular, but Tam's able to flip the switch i think you don't want mina flipping that switch right now um and i'm happy mariah's champion i'm excited to see what she does she has a good block of potential challengers in the blue stars block that's kind of what you look at now Mm -hmm. um micah obviously jumps out as one as like the big as i've called it the never open weight title match um of stardom (laughs) you have hanan who jumps out because they've already kind of developed a rivalry of the future yep um and a few others so I'm excited for that. I'm happy that we have gotten to this point. So now we have the two champions back. I don't want double champion. So I'm, that's the happiest thing about all of this is we don't have the double champion to deal with anymore. Plus, it gives her some extra juice going to the five star, which is, you know, always, yes. always pretty good. Yep. 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 Uh, main event, which I did not expect this to be the main event. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm dropping. They do this weird thing with stipulation matches from time to time where mm-hmm. they're just like, that's the main event. And I'm like, 
Like, why? All right. Sayorianu <laughs> uh, defeats Natsupoi uh, in this Indian strap match, which the rules were you pin the opponent, and then he can hit all turnbuckles. And so there's a lot of pinning. I, I thought the yeah. crowd was real dead for this match. Oh, uh, yeah. I think everyone, I think everyone from the crowd to the wrestlers were trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. It felt disjointed. The crowd, I mean, it, there was good work in it, but then there was like constant moments, just like most strap matches. But I, especially in this one, because oh, I yeah. felt like the strap was too short, where they were just getting tangled in it constantly. Uh, I think I think it was the strap was too long. You think it was too long? Maybe I missed something. Yeah, because that's why they got tangled. It had it been, sh- and it's oh, funny because I, I was scared. That's a good point. Yeah, because they had to hold it the whole time. Mm-hmm. I was scared that the strap was going to be too short, and then it ended up being too long. Yeah. And I do think that limited them. I just sat there watching it, and I was like, man, imagine if this was a normal singles match. They absolutely kill it. It'd be fantastic. But it's not. No. So I have to I have to go through this the the struggle of this trap match. I don't this and I'm not I don't blame them for this. It's like this is the stipulation. I don't usually like many stipulations in wrestling anymore, unless it's like a needed steel cage or a i don't really like ladder matches anymore in any form i rarely like i like i guess i don't even know maybe falls count anywhere is that because like that's what jericho and strong did and that was good that was a lot of fun that was also like that was more like involved and and had a lot of good yeah it's just like you've got stipulation matches you gotta have you gotta have the meaningful stipulation to me and while this was the idea of this was meaningful if you know their past history i just think having a normal match would have just everyone would have been happier and um, including them and as someone that definitely does not know anything about their past history i was like no eh, whatever um, right yeah the strap i don't i don't like strap matches no i i don't like strap matches because the, the four to, corners thing is like the weirdest rule. Especially ever. adding like the pinfalls element to it. I was just like, oh, come on. Just no, no. Yeah. The, the, I don't, I don't like. I, I like pinfall. Like I like pinfalls when they mean something and doing a yeah, pinfall constantly. Yeah. I never really like pinfalls that are, <laughs> unless it's like, unless you're going to do like an iron person match, which I don't even like. Or a two out of three falls, which I would prefer because that's a meaningful falls. Yeah. I mean, even, I don't even want... Iron Man has meaningful falls. Like, it's your points to get Yeah, to just I, I forget what Iron Man match I watched last year. There were so many falls. I was like, this is fucking stupid. There, there are. I like Iron Man matches that properly do falls like real ones and not just like yeah. a bunch of short, quick falls. And they should also all be 30 minutes long. Yeah, there was. I watched because I've been re, I've been not rewatching, but I've been watching old DNA shows um and they did a like thing to do i know <laughs> they did a uh like a a three matches in one night not necessarily back to back but aj styles versus jerry lynn um which on paper you know it's got to be good so like, like three stages of hell essentially essentially they had one match okay. that was a false cut anywhere as the first match oh, so that is three stages and then the semi main was a no dq match and then the main event was an iron man like a 10 minute i think iron man match um but the second match ended with a Styles clash onto a chair off the top rope from AJ Styles to Lynn. And then he got the pinfall. Then the Iron Match started. And then AJ Styles pinned Jerry Lynn for two more falls. 
And I thought that was very that creative, sense. a very creative way yeah. to get that going. This is now no longer a stardom conversation. We've moved on. Uh-huh. This is a Iron Man match situation. <laughs> um, my biggest gripe with Iron Man matches is either they don't do enough falls or they do too many. Yes. They never, they're like, there's always a right mark, and it's usually t- like three to two if you do the 60 minutes. Yeah. And if it's 30 minutes, it's like two to one. Yeah. <laughs> and they never do the right amount. I feel like when I see 30 minute ones, it's like, oh, we won five to three. And I'm like, you pinned your opponent five times in 30 minutes. Yes. I think it was, was it Alex Shelley match last year in like Revolver or something against Oof. like Trey Miguel? No idea. It was, that's, that sounds familiar. Uh, that sounds familiar. I, I, I feel like it was because I was like, why is there so many faults? I was like, the work is good. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was Trey Miguel. Um, but I was like, the work is good, but mm-hmm. I can't. It might have actually been Trey Miguel. Iron Man. That would make sense. Yeah, but yeah. Was it Alex Shelley? Yes, it was. It was seven to six in 30 minutes. Yes, I recall that match as well. Seven to six was, in 30 minutes. And it went to overtime. <laughs> So that's also my other gripe. We always have to go to overtime. I already watched a whole 30 plus minute match. I don't want to go to overtime. I got another wrestling to watch. What are we doing? Don't do overtime. Because that's what I assume. I assume it was six, six in 30 minutes. That's 12 pinfalls. They went 31 minutes and 31 seconds. That is basically a pinfall every three minutes. Right. If I'm doing that math wrong, less than that. That's crazy. That's too much. Yeah, that's too many. That's <laughs> too just many. too many. Um, let's move on. Uh, Abushi Koto Abushi is finally back in Japan, not for New Japan, but rather announced at Glate's second year anniversary <laughs> show. A video aired showing that Ibushi Koto Abushi will coming to the promotion Friday, August fourteenth. It's being held in the it's Sumo Hall shower. in Tokyo. Don't know if this is just a one-off or if this is a contracted sort of thing, but I don't really think Late has any of those kind of people. But yeah, Kodobushi coming back to Japan, but in Late. I I had a bit for the day of that I don't remember, but it was definitely going to be mocking you from mocking Gleet all those times ago. Uh-huh. I know it's not called Gleet, but I'm calling Gleet on the show. It's Gleet. Um, He's great. He's Gleet. Yeah, I know it's like late, but I'm calling it Gleet for this show. And I remember, like, you were like, eh, you know, it's whatever. Now they got Kota Ibushi. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm watching. You know for a fact I'm watching this match. Oh, you, you have to, because here's why. It's going to be the best shot at knowing what real Kota Ibushi we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That GCW match was not good. I did not like that one bit. I don't want to talk about the Joey Janela match. And the and the, and the speedball one was like five minutes. Yeah. The speedball <laughs> one was not that good either. And it was it was the blood it was sport. Blood sport. So yeah. it doesn't even count. Um yeah, so this is our best chance of seeing who Kodabushi is, what he's going to be. And you actually have wrestlers there that I would want to see him against on Shima. Like, El Lindemann. If, I was gonna say if they're if they're real ballers, they'll do El Lindemann. Yeah, just give me any strong heart, and uh, maybe not any strong yeah. heart, but most. Not like T-Hawk. Give me Shingo Hero Irie. Yeah, I was gonna say they're not gonna give us Irie. That'd be wild. Yeah. Just Irie versus Kota Bushi. That'd be so good. I I the, the funny thing about Glee is I like it in that they just have random people pop up. Yeah, like that. Are like Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Like Commander missed the show, but he was supposed to be on that show. Yeah. And it's like, what? 
Yep. <laughs> Commander. They yep. ended up replacing him with Chihiro Hashimoto, which is maybe the funniest switch of all time. That's a completely like, different match. <laughs> the the team was Kento Miyahara, Chihiro Hashimoto, and L. Lindemann. Like, what a team! <laughs> which would have been L. Lindemann, Kento Miyahara, and Commander? <laughs> if L. Lindemann got taken out and they replaced him with Chihiro Hashimoto, it would have been the wildest team in history. Yeah. You would have had the main event, like men's wrestler you would have had the high flyer and you would have had the the beast woman all in one match and it would have been the most ridiculous team ever but it would be great i mean it's already but, yeah, like, it's Gle- already pretty ridiculous gleets cracked out of their mind yeah that's the thing like they just do things mm-hmm. and some of it works some of it doesn't and that's fine this is something they should be doing because ledette has money yeah they they they're the only not the only company anymore, but they were the first company to start working with New Japan mm-hmm. in the pandemic. Aren't they also they, like a um, cyber agent spinoff or something? Uh, well, Ledette sold Noah to cyber. That's agent. what it was. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm confused yeah, yeah. with. So they only, the only Puro company they don't work with is Noah. Because mm-hmm. they work with all Japan, obviously. I just said Kento. Uh, they work with New Japan, New Japan, they had Shima time and Ellen Demand involved in the yeah, events. and they work with a lot of the Joshi promotions because they have like this weird women's thing going on. Yeah, uh, they had just Janai Kai on their show, which was wild. Yep. I was like, what? what? Yeah, and then, re- tagging and then, with Risa Sarah. I was like, this, these, just, they just do things. <laughs> they obviously, also have a connection with AEW because they have Commander right. and Bandito coming in, and you know, obviously, right. Stronghearts were original AEW originals. Hmm. So. Yeah, and then they have their own wrestlers, obviously, but they have strong hearts who I love. Well, that's um, actually interesting. What if Kotobushi stays in Glate, and that's the connection between AEW and Glate is is Kotobushi? Yeah, it could be. I mean, that would that would be a relationship that made sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be a way to keep him in Japan while yeah. also working with AEW, maybe more. I've I've impossibly confidently say I think Kotobushi was probably set for blood and guts mm-hmm. and brian danielson's injury probably hurts that and hurt him yeah this is true <laughs> <laughs> but now that like they don't have an extra guy that makes sense yeah like they they're, they're it's just four v four now it's even you could throw will osprey in that could be fun but no, i don't can. think He's in the g1 keep forgetting about this Nasty everyone's G1. in the g1 that you think you could throw in that's the uh, funniest part you could throw G1 in is... uh you could throw in chase owens uh you know he's he's bcc through and through um that's that's that's, that's disgusting <laughs> i have a pitch all right throw in cm punk <laughs> <laughs> i just saying i say you throw in a steel let's do it baby Let's put him in a cage like a dog. Put him in Larry. That's what we're gonna do. They get a kennel from Um, hell match. Hey, you could see a punk. It would make the most sense. (laughs) It all like in kayfabe sense, Mm -hmm. or not even, but in like wrestling sense. Uh huh. Who's a rival that would be able to go against the elite? But but (laughs) able to team with BCC. I don't think they. I I don't think Moxley cares that much. No, I know, but you're saying in kayfabe sense. <laughs> well, they're they, heels, and 
They're heels. He's not a heel yet, but he would have to be healed by then. They're heels, but they stay with memories and history. Who, who and... could you put? Who could you put? In all seriousness, like if Kota Bushi is supposed to be in that match, uh huh. Do not go to the AEW roster page. <laughs> Loading up AEW roster page. Let's see. Luchasaurus doesn't have a graphic with the TNT title yet. I just think that's funny. Well, he's I not think... the TNT champion. So. I, I want to scroll down to Christian, and I hope he has the TNT title in his photo. That's what I want to see. Uh, he does not, but that would be fantastic. Boo. Um, who? Big Bill. Put Big Bill in there. Now we're talking, baby. Put I An- love Big put Bill. Anthony Agogo. Um, poof. I don't know. You just go. Don't have anyone. You could say F it and just put like Evil Uno in there and just like ah, that's something. There you go. That's something. Oh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't even want to talk about the the never ending. The never-ending stuff with uh, the Dark Order and Hangman. It, it it's flew the coop. It's flown the coop. Let's just let's yeah. just let it go. No, I agree. No one, I agree. No uh, one cares. I don't think yeah, but it. it'll just be four on four, and that's okay. I think it should be Johnny TV. Um, Ugh, disgusting. Okay. I like this new roster page. It looks good. It looks very good. Wait a minute. So they took Trench off, but not Parker Bordeaux. No, Parker Bordeaux is still on. Trench is this off. This is baloney. Trench never got a fair shot. You never got a single match. <laughs> you got, you got cut. Speaking of, did you hear that Sadie Gibbs was a uh, coming back to wrestling? Remember her? Yeah, I did see that, and I was like, "Oh, good for her." Great. Kobe World, Dragon Gate, Kobe World. Uh, their big show. Their big show, really. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it is their big show. They also have King of Gates starting this week, which is their big tournament. Mm-hmm. Tournament it's season, baby! Big time for Dragon Gate. We don't talk about Dragon Gate really at all in this Ever. show. We've never, we've never ever done it. I think mm-hmm. I may have said one thing about them once. I do have a list. I do have the list uh, where I wrote down all the promotions we watch, and I have a section called Eyes, and Dragon Gate is on there. So hey, guess what? Dragon Gate, you're popping in. So is Glate. Glate is also on there. Uh, oh, Glates will back in, baby. <laughs> I win. Glate is potentially back in. We'll see. I don't want back in. I don't think they're ever fully in. You, to be you fair, s- you say potentially. Potentially, you, you say. Poten- are you disrespecting me? How much of the show did you watch? Uh, eight matches. Eight matches. Where did you start from? I started from Jason Lee and Ishian. Well, let's Ishin- talk about that. Open the I didn't I started I started Hiromu versus Yamato so we'll tar, start there for you open the Brave Gate title Ishin defeats Jason Lee to win the open the Brave Gate title. It was a good match. Mm. I like Ishin a lot. Uh, this was the best match I've seen him have. I like Jason Lee a lot. Do you know Jason Lee was in the Cruiserweight Classic? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Wild, wild factoid. Um, but Ishin, he won, is kind of one of their next young guys that they're pushing, and I think he's really solid. And yeah, I was happy. He's a, he's a powerhouse in like a junior division because he's he had to cut weight to get the match, which I thought was kind of like a fun little thing. So he's kind of like this big powerhouse who's he's gonna be like the buddy uh, Murphy of the, the cruiserweight division that NXT did once upon a time, which was actually. NXT, I think it was two hundred five live stuff, but yeah. that was like really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think he's a guy to watch if you're looking for like a young guy in Dragon Gate, and this this was a good way to start off for me. 
I'll circle back around and watch that match. I always sure. like when you put a brave. It was. It's not like anything outstanding, but it's like sure. It's the exact type of junior match you want to see open a show. Yeah, but it's also only eight and a half minutes, so it's like yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good, quick pace. Yeah, I'll watch eight and a half minutes. That's no big deal. Um, any other thoughts on that match? Nope. All right. Uh, tag team match: Kano and Mochizuki. Oh, what the? Uh, defeat yeah. Don Fuji and Shuji Kondo. I was really sad that Kano and Mo- Mochizuki were on the same team. Why is that? Because I wanted them to face each other. <laughs> I was far more interested in them just kicking each other. Uh, it was very like nothing match. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, uh, that's okay. disappointing. Yeah, I see. Cage match has it a five point eight six. Oof, oof. Could be better. Could be better. It was. It was. It was really nothing. The Bosu 10 match series revival number two match. Really, there were two matches here itself. Shingo Takagi defeats Konomama Ichikawa in 17 seconds, and then they have another match where it's a TKO in five minutes and 55 seconds of Shingo winning both of them. What happened here? So my understanding is the yearly thing with these is that the Konomama Ichikawa fella, he's like a comedy wrestler who has an open challenge like every year at the Kobe World thing. And like some big opponent comes out. Last year was Keiji Muto. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty this good. This year was Shingo Takagi. So um, I watched it and I was like, couldn't, couldn't just couldn't just find the spot for Shingo. <laughs> couldn't just <laughs> put him in a match. Couldn't just couldn't just do him and Yamato instead. Well, couldn't you just <laughs> like, do him, Kano, Mochizuki versus Don Fuji, Shuji Kondo, and Commander? <laughs> that's where he was that's why i missed it yeah um all right well it was it good was it fine was it anything it was it was fine it was it was a comedy-ish match because he beat him in two seconds with a clothesline and then they wrestled the match where there was a lot of pomp and circumstance and then he won again i don't even remember how he won it says TKO. i just watched it because it was shingo it says tko so whatever that was Did, yeah. was he wearing his singlet no. No, darn. No, he wears New Japan stuff. Dang. Big pop, though. Big pop, always. Well, for, they knew he was coming. For... I think he was on commentary or something. He, he was, was going to be in Hiromo's corner, but him wrestling's a bigger deal. Of course. He is He is a Dragon Gate OG. Mm-hmm. Over the Twin Gate title match, Mochizuki again, not but a different Mochizuki, uh, and Yasushi Kanda uh, defeat Gold Class Ben K and BX Holt. B, you know what I mean. It was fine. Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. 11 minutes. It's only has eh, it's three. People gave it sixes and sevens. Pretty good. Pretty good match. Pretty. That was fine. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like the sort of burner in between Shingo and Hiromu. It's a little weird slot for them. Singles match. Hiromu Takahashi defeats Yamato. Um, not really a big surprise that Hiroshi Hiromu wins, but I thought this was again a pretty good match. I like this one. Yeah, it the way I looked at this match was it was never gonna be like where they would have been in their primes. No, where it would have been like no doubt about it, match of the night. Definitely not. Um, so they so they play and I do think I know Yamato still has it in him. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're so low on the card, they're not going to go all out either. But they're going to put on a good competitive match. And I, the way I walked away from this, it's a good match for New Japan fans to get a taste of Dragon Gate. 
if they want, because I think Yamato still gives that sense. Um, I was entertained by it. It was a good, fun match. Mm-hmm. But oh my God, if, we, if we went back five years, they would have like a match of the year type match. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this, I mean, this was a pretty good match, but like you're completely right. It's yeah. like this is nothing like they used to be. But you know, no, I'll take it. Either one of them. I'll take and it. I, and, I, and I am the higher person on Hiromu now. Yes, but I, I mean Hiromu once upon a time was flying top, like no, but like top ten worker in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's not even comparable anymore. Yeah, um, that's fair. And he's a different wrestler. So, open the triangle beat title match: Naruki Doi, uh, Minorita, and Kota Minoru, Min- Minora. Uh, defeat Natural Vibes, Big Boss Shimizu, Jackie Funky Kamehameha, and KZY. KZ. So I, KZ. It's just KZ. Um, so I've learned. Uh-huh. So 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 for for those who, we don't talk about Dragon Gate, so I'm going to give you my Dragon Gate takes. No, I'm doing perfect My favorite wrestler in Dragon Gate mm-hmm. is Kota Minora. I love this guy. Like, I think he's a great worker. He's also like 24. Or something. He's the guy that had the he he. I call him the hot one, and then everyone says they're all hot. And I go, okay, the hottest one. Like, what do you want me to call him? Um, he's he was the young one, the taller one of the golden class gold class team. For anyone asking, everyone knows who Nuruki Doi is. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and he's not Minorita. Um, so he's my favorite. I think he's a great worker. People tell me he's still behind on like the other young talents, but I think he has the best match style. Because it's high paced, fast, but it's also like main event level. Mm-hmm. And my other favorite in this company is KZ. Mm-hmm. And they have my favorite Dragon Gate match last year in the King of Gate tournament. So you could imagine them closing this match was a good time for me. When he hit that um, jumping knee, Menorah at the end, where he just launched, that was great. I love that. That was my favorite spot of the night because <laughs> I was like, I love the damn jumping knee. I love it. It was better than the Yuma Anzai one. So, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kota <laughs> And Yuma Anzai has a fantastic jumping knee. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was better than his. Kota is like that guy. He should be the next champion. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, drag gay fans, you tell me I'm wrong. All I want, I want, I look at this guy I'm like he's money. Like he looks like money. He is money. You can't tell me otherwise. Should be good. Should be good. Open the dream you like gate the match. Yeah, I mean, I'll take. I'll take. This is who jumping knee versus jumping knee. Let's throw in Yuma Anzai. Let's let's throw him into Dragon Gate real quick for a quick. Just match. do all the jumping knees. Well, we're it. throwing Yuma Anzai everywhere else, so why not? <laughs> hey, hey he, he needs the training, I guess. Uh, open the dream gate title match. Maduka Kakuda defeats Yuki Yoshioka as he's on his way out to the N one. I guess. Uh, yeah. Yuma Anzai. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, I mean this match is fine. I didn't really, I wasn't really into this match too much. I thought it was totally fine. Yeah, the thing with Yuki Yoshioka, I knew Yoki, Yuki Yoshioka wasn't gonna win if he's going to the N one. <laughs> That's what. I'm yeah, like. that too. That doesn't help. The thing with Yuki Yoshioka is that he does like limb work mm-hmm. as a wrestler who doesn't need to do limb work. If that makes sense. Like to me, Kota Minora is like the perfect version of what Yuki Yoshioka could be if he felt like it, mm. but he doesn't. Instead, he does the limb work and like it. 
ends up breaking out into like the high paced match. But like when I watch this, I want him to just kind of be like always active like that. And it's kind of why I'm excited for, excuse me, Jesus. It's kind of why I'm excited for his N1 showing. Cause I don't think he can do that. He's also the smallest guy in the block. I'm, I'm sure. I, I mean, I don't know that for sure, but I'm pretty sure he's the smallest guy. Yeah. So I think that will benefit him. And because, like, if you watch his tag team wrestling, he's a lot better as a tag team wrestler, in my opinion. I like him, but this match was, yeah, it was, it was fine. It wasn't like this banner world title match or yeah. anything. I like Kakuda. There, I like. Yeah, I he's, like a, him. he's got a good pace to him. I like him. I like his big old butt. He's goofy looking though. I like his big old butt where he uh, hits people with his butt. His hair is too perfect. <laughs> Interesting take. His hair is too perfect. Well, look, it doesn't move. It's like yeah, ew, it's called crazy. It, yeah, he wet that hair a little bit, my guy. Wet that hair. Kota Minora should beat him. You're big, big Kota Minora fan over here. Absolutely. And then you got the main event, which uh, I was really. This is one of the reasons why I was like really circling this Kobe World Show is this main event. I thought people this. love this match. So this was the Mascara Contra Mascara, a five way steel cage survival match. Basically, the premise is there are five guys in the middle of the ring. They're all masked wrestlers. Their other versions of their masks are on top of the cage. The point of the match is for each man to go up the cage, grab their mask, and escape. Uh, whoever is unable to do that is uh, forced to remove his mask and stays unmasked, just like Lucha Libre tradition. Uh, he loses his mask forever. This match, the loser was Diamante, meaning Dragon Kid, Shun Skywalker, and Strong Machine J, and Ultimo Dragon all kept their masks. Diamante was unmasked uh, in a very emotional moment. What did you think about this match? This, this is one of those matches. Where I really, really, really wish I followed Dragon Gate closer. Because, like, I obviously missed something along the way. Like, I know it's supposed to be an emotional match. Masks on the line. You can figure that out very quickly. Sure. And I know the relationship between Shun and Diamante. And that's probably why that part of the match worked the best for me. Out of everything. But I thought Ultimo Dragon being in this match at the early part was brutal. <laughs> I really did. Like, I thought he was bad. And him him climbing the thing to... Like, Dragon Kid trying to help him. Like, that was a fun little story point. But, oh my god, Ultimate Dragon was killing me. Um, I mean, he, he was barely I, in this match to begin with, though. Like, he was... Like, no, I know, but it still was, like, the first part of the match. So, sure. that's it's like... The, it, there was five chapters. There was five masks, five chapters. And that's the one I can't... Or four chapters. I don't... Yeah. I guess technically because not all of them got taken down. Um, so like that's in my head. And then it wasn't until Dragon Kid got out where I was like, all right, now I'm into this because now I know what's going on. I was like, I have no idea why Ultimo Dragon and Dragon Kid are in this match other than one of them is Ultimo Dragon and Dragon Kid's in here for Ultimo Dragon. I can tell you that much. It was Diamante that uh, essentially. Oh, oh, I knew that. Yeah, originally like, challenged Ultimo Dragon. I never felt that when watching. That's fair. <laughs> I know, like I never felt that was why they were in here. They had some just, interactions, but not you know nothing. Not significant. Nothing as serious as Shun and Strong Machine J. Yeah, because they have a feud that I know about. Yeah, and they really played well to that. You know, ripping each other's mask and. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. And I thought those once Strong Machine J was going against those two, I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm dialed in. 
all right, this is good. And then leaving it down to Shun and Diamante, while I thought it was predictable, they still did a really good job at that. You know, Shun crying in the middle of the ring, like, just go. You tried to help me. Yeah. Just go. And I was like, this bastard's not going to. No. He's, he's not going to let him walk out. And then, like, that's how you create that great heel heat. And he flashed back the clock Shun Skywalker did to the Shun Skywalker that I remember loving long ago when he was my favorite dragon gate wrestler mm-hmm. before you know he became a dark a, a mentally a mentally insane joker-esque yeah. character yeah because shun skywalker used to just be an absolute freak yeah. in the ring like his his title matches against kz and yamato mm-hmm. at the kobe world from a few years ago that's when i first watched dragon gate ever i was like this guy's amazing yeah. i want that guy back yeah. and this is the closest i got to that guy in a very long time mm-hmm. When he hit that moonsault, what a beautiful moonsault. That was picture perfect. I liked the end of the match a lot. Once Strong Machine, Jay had to go against those two, I was in. But before that, I was like, this is just, I, I, I'm, I'm disconnected. I want to get connected. I was, I think, fairly connected. I read previews. I watched this match of English commentary, so that helped out a lot as well. I, re- I did too, and I still wasn't connected. That's fair. <laughs> I, I felt like I, I really like the story beats of this match. The match itself, I didn't like that whole much. There was a lot of cage. A lot of cage. I, I, there were some spots I liked. You know, there, there's definitely a lot of spots, like uh, high spots that I liked. Um, it just, the, I, the match itself, I didn't really like too much. But any, like, storyline beat, like, you know, it was, yeah. sli- it was slightly delayed for whatever reason. But Ultima Dragon getting beat down by Diamante and then dragon kid instead of being the first one out deciding you know what i'm gonna save ultimo dragon that's my purpose here going down to save him weirdly delayed yeah. and that took me out a little bit but they got that story beat off and then ultimo dragon is the first guy that escapes um and then dragon kid eventually leaves strong machine j being left by himself against a tag team heel group and able to be the you know the baby face that this company is pushing yeah. to take on both of these guys eat the heat you know get the heat on them and then take it back on them and get out of, get out of the cage that was good the spot like you said where where shun's crying and he's like ah oh, diamante you go do it and then immediately yeah. stabs in the back because that's shun skywalker and then it really the, did hold that out like they waited till diamante like got to the top and yeah it was like oh shit it was very well done it was very well yeah. done and then even the finish you know uh having having uh shun tie diamante's mask to the ropes yeah. shun leaves and then gets on the microphone and tells Diamante that it's your fault that was a strong machine. Jay got out of the ring. I blame you. Apologize to me. Doesn't get the apology. Storms out like a crazy man. Uh, essentially, I took Reddit as obviously uh, baby facing. We're baby facing Diamante here because yeah. you know he gets yelled off by Shun Skywalker and then has this like uh, mo- emotional moment with uh, Ultimo Dragon afterwards over his mask. Um, or now Luis and Ultima Dragon. Um, I thought that, you know, I we baby-faced Diamante, I guess, and did a lot of emotional beats. The match itself, I wasn't too, too high on, but I thought all those emotional beats hit really well, uh, and they nailed all of them. Uh, it just, they were clunky spots, like that Ultima Dragon, Dragon Kid one. But ultimately, I liked it. I was, I was, I really, I really liked this match. And yeah, I, I, I'm sorry that you didn't get the full connection and I'm and I'm parachuting in, and I was really excited for the parachute in, so I just try to prepare as much, uh, grabbed as many parachutes as possible. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. It was just that early going where I was like, the early man, the very beginning of <laughs> very beginning with Ultimo Dragon was the weakest. <laughs> gotta say. Yeah, and I think that like 
instantly sets me up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, now I have to. Now I got to get back into it, you know? Completely fair. Um, which I fair. did, ultimately. Completely fair. I think that's completely fair. But yeah, I think uh, I, I like the story beats. I thought it was very yeah, well done. I just. I think it was a good main event. Good, very, very. Yeah, good it was a good event. main event. It was a good main event. Uh, my favorite part of Dragon Gate year is King of Gate, which usually leads into this. And I think that may have hurt my care overall. Because I was still excited for the show, because it's their biggest show of the year. And I always am excited for wrestling companies' biggest shows of the year. Yeah. Just natural. Um, but not having the. Ch- like, I know Kakuda and Yoshioka, they're. Their tag team partners, a group, but I like the King of Gate challenging there. Yeah, and I think I wanted that here. That being said, I'm getting King of Gate right after. Yeah, so now I'll get my because I just I'm listen. I'm just I know the story beats because I read and I you know, but sure, story beats I care about because Shun Skywalker is a different wrestler than he used to be. Yeah, are not in the steel cage match. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, maybe we'll get we'll get Shun versus Diamante. If Diamante runs through King of Gate, though, that'd be pretty beast. My cause... best, my best guess is we're getting uh, eventually like a Diamante versus Shun feud, and then you know, you, like you said, there was elements of old Shun in that in that steel cage match with Diamante. Maybe we're pulling Real out question. old Shun there. Why is Diamante wearing a mask? He's a handsome guy. Look at that handsome man, like Yo 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 Loon, being like, is that what Timo Dragon said? Uh, yeah, Dragon's like, You look pretty good, yeah, yeah. That's what he's like. One of the first things he says is, like, Why'd you wear a mask? You look pretty good. I like, I like Diamante. I, I wanted him to, I think that was one of my other things. And this is just me critiquing being an ass. Um, but I'm gonna be an ass, sure. I wish he got to do like more of Diamante stuff. Like, he's he's he flies really well and he just does lucha in such a gr- like good way, yeah. And I feel like I know, like, there's a cage. But there's still ropes. There's still things to do these. And I wish I got more of that. I wish I got more wrestling. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like I didn't get a lot of wrestling. You wanted more Shepherd's Pie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I like the Strong Machine part and on. Because I don't remember any wrestling before that. I would. Th- yeah. Give me Diamante doing like a crossbody off the top of the cage. Let's go real, real, real nonsense. Maybe I'm getting spoiled because every starting wrestler dove off cages, but like I Fair. want, I feel like someone could have dove off a cage here. Yeah. Or like the you side could, of the cage. You dragon kid off the top of the cage. He's light. Yeah. I mean, I know he's old, but he's fine. He'll be, they'll be caught. Comes he'll, worse, he turns into dust. He'll be caught by four people. He'll be fine. Exactly. He'll be fine. Exactly. That, but that, I'm just being, that wasn't a was tall cage. Though. That wasn't a tall King cage of Gate, at all. King of Gate, I'm looking forward to. Because it's a, it's different from all the other tournaments. It's a single elimination bracket, so it'll be nice to watch that after watching or preparing to watch a bunch of round robin tournaments. Yeah, and uh, you know, I might uh drop in. I recommend what I, yeah, I was gonna say. I recommend watching King of Gate. Yeah, I might That's drop in for King probably of the Gate. best way because you'll just get to watch wrestling. Yeah, I think that's and the I first think- shows in Corkin. And so one, and so is it one night tournament or no? It's you said first show. No, it's multiple. The tour. Multiple. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a whole it's a whole thing, uh, yeah. with a you know big final. I think they do both matches on the same night, then the final in the main event. So well, it's the summer, it's good... so I have to uh, I have to watch a bunch of Japanese tournaments. So you know I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Well, <laughs> it ends right before the end one. Beautiful, perfect. But it's also not as many matches as any of the other tournaments, so it should work out well. 
good to know good to know well i'll be uh i'll may watch it maybe we talk about maybe we talking about the king of gate down the line i'm in i'm gonna be watching it so there we go um that is it for this week's episode of ring post radio a little over but that's totally fine and fair um scotty give me some plugs give me your match of the week um <laughs> we talked about a lot of wrestling so it's hard for me to pick match week and i ain't get to finish off gleet no. Would have had a match. You knew you knew it was gonna be Gleet. I knew it. I knew it. I heard the main event was great. Um you know Roderick Strong versus Speedball happened this weekend? I did. I have it circled uh, I have it written down on my thing. It was like a match I should probably watch. Um, I heard it was good. I heard it was good. I, I can't imagine it being bad. Fair. I watched Roderick Strong get dropped on his head. Maybe I'll just pick the hell one. Um even though I wasn't as high as everyone, but I still liked it. How about... Oh. What did I watch this week? Did I watch wrestling this week? We talked about everything, man. Did you watch anything? Um, so I'll oh. go with Roddy and Samojo, I guess, by default. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, anything? Any plugs? Uh, follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. If you like me and Trent on the Stardom Road podcast, we have one from last week that's out now. If you want to check that out about the five star Grand Prix, mm-hmm. we'll have another one next week. However, if you and this is me plugging on the network, so that's a little sus. How but dare if you, want, you? But if you want to hear me and Trent preview the five star Grand Prix, we'll be live tomorrow at eight p.m. Eastern on the Wrestle In YouTube channel. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, that'll be my first five star preview of fifty that I do. Um, so if you want to hear really early stuff when maybe none of it matters by the time we get there, <laughs> you know, a lot of things change or Tommy's in GCW for God's sakes. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, listen to that. But otherwise keep listening to ring post radio. One of my, one of my friends told me that this is, this is the best show that I do. And I said, wow, thanks. I, that's a huge compliment. Cause just you started, you, cause you do a billion started, shows. They just started listening to it and they said, they prefer me off the hinge. Hey, I said so many people, is- so many people compliment the show and you're off the hingeness, uh, which, uh, you know, there, there's something there. every other show. I'm pretty settled, mm-hmm. pretty like relaxed. This show, I'm like you and I's energy is is uh, yeah. help bring it out. I'm of just you. cracked by the time we get here. <laughs> You're lucky I don't get to talk about AEW every week because, oh, my God, would I have things to say. That's fair. Well, I'm mostly glad, good this week, though. I'm glad people are describing the show more. I'm glad people are enjoying the show. If you like the show, if you enjoy the show, please go to iTunes and rate the show five stars. Uh, takes you no time at all, and it helps us significantly. Um, it's crazy how much five star reviews. In fact, leave leave a full comment. Tell me tell me your favorite un, unhinged Scott E part uh, of Ring Post Radio. I would love to know that. Maybe we can read those out in the show. Um. But uh, if you're not, if this is your first time listening to Ring Post Radio, if you're a new person that's discovering Ring Post Radio, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get the show. Uh, subscribe to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever. But make sure you're subscribed because every once in a while we also have bonus audio. Um, and, you know, maybe sometimes yeah. maybe sometimes we don't do a show on a Sunday. And instead, we do a show on a Monday during Monday Night Raw. And you want to make sure you hear it and just couldn't see it. So make sure you subscribe. It's important uh because uh, you might go over the place in scheduling and recording 
Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Ryan C. Follow Scotty at Scott E. Wrestling. Follow the whole show, whole network at Count Pod. We got great shows on the network, including Ring Post Radio. You were just a deaf Scott E. and Trent's uh, uh, Stardom Road um, and uh, Okada Shorts. Before we log off, I got one question for you. Of course. What are we talking about next week? Great question. Great question. Before, as I pull up my calendar, I'm going to do this quick plug. Okada Shorts. I was on their most recent episode talking Forbidden Door with them. I was the AEW Freakazoid to their New Japan fandoms. Uh, So uh, they, I thought it was a very good show. A very, very, very fun show. Uh, If you want to hear our Forbidden Door talks and more, especially the New Japan side of things, I would definitely check it out. There are some great boys. So go listen to that show from Okada's Shorts. What are we going to watch next week? Well, we're going to talk about the Strong Independence Day shows uh, when they happen there. We're going to preview Impact Slammiversary. We're going to potentially preview Triple Mania Tijuana. And that's probably it. (laughs) See what happens in the news. Uh, Yikes. Talk about Utami and GCW, maybe? Yeah. Uh, maybe, there's a lot of uh, AEW big stuff this week. I guess we could always just toss that in if we needed to. That's true. Because um, when is the TD Garden show? When is Blood and Guts? The 19th? 19th. Okay, so we got some time before then. Uh, but that's pretty much what we're going to talk about on Ring Post Radio. And then we'll have a bonus episode next week as well where we're going to be previewing G1 Climax. So again, make sure you are subscribed. Maybe maybe we could maybe do a live stream. We could maybe do a live stream of that show. Just think about it now. We could. We could. We could talk about it. It's up to all the masses involved, but yeah. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. But yes, we have a bonus show coming out next week as well, talking and previewing the G1 Climax. We have a guest lined up, and I will announce it here. The guest... For that bonus show is none other than former guest Chris Samsa from the Sport of Pro Wrestling. So he'll be back on with us discussing the G1 Climax. I'm very excited to talk about him. We can talk about the Three Musketeers with him. We can talk about uh, Scotty's love of Chase Owens, my love of Evil and Tomatonga, and how excited about that match I am. I think that's happening. That's different than... (laughs) Nope. That's not the same. But we got a lot of great stuff coming up for ring post radio so you want to make sure you're subscribed uh to the show uh my match of the week which is the only other thing i haven't done real quickly is just going to be tell me hero ishii versus john moxley there we go that done in in the books let's close out let's close out the old (laughs) plug bag um thank you buddy for listening to this week's episode of ring post radio we'll be back next week for an all brand new episode live where you get stuff on social media and recorded for your podcast pleasure. Until then, we'll see you all later. Bye! This has been a Countout Podcast. So, Curtis. Yeah, man. Countout said we've got to do an ad. I've never done one before. Uh-oh. What should we do? I have no idea, bro. I, I, like, I ever made an ad before. What, what, what are we doing an ad for? I don't know. We just say we're like a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and we just put a bunch of clips like here. Arguably the most shredded guy. So yeah. you really want to get there, too. <laughs> uh, I, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here. Michael Richards <laughs> calling Jay White small compared to him. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. This picture you've painted for me.
I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom. Yeah. We don't have a WWE tryout or a New Japan tryout every second week. And now I'm in Bullet Club. And here? Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Do you want to just go off about this match? How do you take or talk about one of, I think, probably the best matches you've ever seen? That's an ad, right? Yeah, yeah, that works. That that that's That's brilliant because... Then all our work's already been done for us, and we don't have to do anything. Aha, past us did it, present us living in the now. Look at us. Look, Look at, at us being friggin' brilliant. Mate, minimum effort, maximum output. Okada Shorts podcast. Check it out on the Countout Network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe, listen, or die.